1: Hello jocks and sports fans, it's Friday night, that means it's time for chaos. Let's talk at the top of this show about uh, simple pleasures. I have this new simple pleasure I want to share, and then I want to hear about everybody's simple pleasures. we got a bird feeder, we have, we've had it for a while, it didn't really get me that excited, but we moved it to a new tree, and got some bird seed, filled it up, and it is just... It's the hoppinest bird feeder in town. All the birds are talking about it. They're going crazy. And there is this one cardinal that lives in the neighborhood that just, I feel like he thinks he owns it. And he comes there and is the most beautiful bird you've ever seen. And so I have been just staring at him. Uh, I think this is what happens when you get old. You get really into birds. And uh, I feel like I'm creating a mental connection with him that at a certain point I can just put out my finger and say, come to me, cardinal. And he will land. Do undomesticated birds ever make friends with humans? Yeah. They do? Uh, yeah, like,
2: they, crows, they bring you uh, gifts and stuff. Don't they bring you marbles if you feed them enough? Really?
1: So yeah. you're saying this cardinal might bring me a gift?
2: Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I just want the gift crow. of Friendship.
3: Did you try well, well, mama birding some worms into his mouth? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well,
1: I, I read this the other day. Uh, birds eat worms in the morning and fruit and nuts at night.
2: Same. Oh. Same. <laughs> so
1: I could I could go out there in the morning and just hold a handful of live worms up and then at night go back out there and be like, just say so you no, know, that's for me as well. Um, but I just I think that I want I want to get to a point where I can be like St. Fra- Francis of Assisi. Then was he the bird guy? And they just they land on me and we're like, we're just friends. And he knows that I'm not going to hurt him. And, I'm, I, and I wouldn't. I don't I maybe I'll bring him to my house. But I just want to be that. I just want to be a bird guy.
3: I that's think that's I can see you pleasure. transitioning into a bird guy at some
4: point <laughs> You are there, it sounds like. I don't think it's, <laughs> yeah. it's just, it's either you are or you aren't. And now you are.
1: Yeah. We got two turtle doves that live in one of our trees. <laughs> you got they, a full they, Christmas they're inseparable. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think you're already Four French there. hens. <laughs> I know. Next up is the four French hens. Uh, I don't know. Birds are very dirty. And some people say they're unlucky.
4: Um, but <laughs> they're also untrustworthy. God, because I don't know if you're
0: coming or going with birds, man. You love them, they, you hate them. Bam.
4: They have... They're lizards. Huh. They're lizard, they have lizard brains. They do have you lizard brains. You look at brains. a bird, and it is not looking at you. It doesn't see you. Yeah. I
3: will not stand for this bird bigotry in this conversation. <laughs> I can't. Had,
4: yeah. No. Mm-mm. We had a bird briefly I when I was a kid. <laughs> it was a parakeet, and it sucked. <laughs> <laughs> well it's just an
1: asshole here's a the sad story. really split along bird lines i yeah. i saw a bird last year uh out in the yard and uh it looked like it was struggling and i was like i think that's a not a baby bird but like an adolescent bird and i could tell it just kept walking around and it was chirping nonstop and i could tell like it needed help so i um i waited until it got uh late and i started calling like uh the ASPCA or just like helplines, like wild wildlife places in the area. And finally someone called me back and they were like, yeah, don't touch that bird. Meanwhile, I'd already, I'd already put it in a box and like gingerly, uh, save. She's like, you just gotta like, you just gotta put it out there. It, it probably fell out of its nest and, uh, it's going to eventually just figure it out or not. And I was like, I feel like I can save it. um, And so she was like, you got to go put it back. And so I I took it out and I put it back and I came out the next morning and it had died. And uh, it was it was tragic. I felt horrible. And so I dug a hole and I and I buried it and I and I had a little ceremony for the bird. Uh, And I feel like all these birds coming back. It's it's. There's something here. I
5: don't know what it is, but so I'm a bird just what's guy a simple
2: now. Simple pleasure. It doesn't sound so I, simple it, yeah. anymore. Yeah,
1: yeah it's like it's a simple simple pleasure. A this is a toy. journey
0: of redemption. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <sighs> I
1: don't want to go buy a bird at the store. You understand? Know I don't want to be that guy. I just want the. Listen, All who can of find to at flock at a bird toward store
3: me. in this economy?
1: Yeah. <laughs> there's Troy. a bird shortage. It's a <laughs> I got a the bird, bird count. Don't worry about it. But the bottom's falling
0: out. <laughs> I, I got to tell you, Troy, my, my dad worked for many years for the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service and would occasionally be on the other end of those calls you're describing. And I know I've been with him when, like, someone would be like, there's a bird in my lawn. Help me, sir. And, like, he'd go over and be like, pick up this bird that had been, like, kind of walking in circles in their yard for a while be like, uh, thank you so much for calling us. We'll, uh, we'll we'll take care of him. And then as soon as uh, soon as you're out of uh, eye line, just grab it by the head and
6: oh, <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> this is just huck it into the woods. It's like oh god, geez, there's, there's nothing that's sad. But but every now and then find one that you can release.
1: All right, but so I found a bee recently. Did I tell you about the bee? <laughs> I must now be going through guy. something. I'm going through like male <laughs> menopause. I found a bee, and I could tell. This bee was, he was in rough shape. And I was like, come on, bee, you're going to be fine. And I'm like, no, I can't, I can't have the bird situation again. So I left it out overnight. It rained, it poured. And I like, I knew it wasn't going to be all right. And so I go out the next morning. I'm like, honey, I got to, she's feeding the kids. I'm like, I got to go see the bee. She's like, what are you talking about? I slammed the door and I go out there and, i look at the bee and it's there i'm like i didn't make it and i just take a little stick and i poke him and his wings start flapping that son of a bitch was still alive so i'm poking him and i'm really i'm come on bee you're gonna be fine bee and uh so i i scooped him up on a little leaf and i brought him to the back and then i made some sugar water for him and i fed him i cared for this bee for five (laughs) days it rained all five days (laughs) i came back on the sixth day The bee made it. He flew away. He was fine. I am learning so much about you. How many more days did it have? (laughs) The (laughs) bee's going to live forever. And then later (laughs) that day, I saw another bee, and he came by, and he buzzed right by me, and I was like, bet you that was him. That's Mm -hmm. the one. Just a little thanks. That's him. Brought him back from death. No big deal. Yep. And you guys bring any animals back from death this
3: week? (sighs) No. I once had a live bee in my mouth, though.
1: Here we go, now I did we're not talking. know
3: <laughs> I was playing I was playing some beach volleyball, and I had like my 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 can of beer set down like on the on the sand, oh yeah, I was playing I came back and I you know I was drinking and I was like, what got in my beer, and I spit it out, <laughs> and like I spit out this bee, and it just like it hit the ground and then just fluttered away. Whoa! <laughs> no, like there was a live bee in my mouth. I'm now drunk. I'm now very just you know couldn't couldn't fly in a straight <laughs> line anymore. Um, yeah,
1: your honey wheat ale. I feel like that's happened to me too. Yeah. Uh, anybody else have any simple pleasures uh, that they're really into? <laughs> oh right, 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 right. right <laughs> we Besides Nora's bee
4: cook off <laughs> trying to save living creatures from death. <laughs>
2: I mean, I like, I like spending my Saturdays, like two and a half hours, just like watering and or like prodding my plants. You like a plant at the plant same person. time. Like I do a tour of everything and everyone. I see what everyone needs. I water, I poke, I prune, I repot, <laughs> I get another plant. Um, all the while listening to usually a podcast. And that's my old lady thing that I do. Also, another thing I love to do is Mm. when, like, our local, like, Brooklyn, like, area local paper comes out once a month, I'll go get it from the coffee shop, and I'll read it out loud to Michael standing (laughs) in the kitchen. I'll be like, do you want me to read you the paper? And he'll be like, yeah. And then I'll just, like, stand there and read the whole paper out loud.
5: Uh, you
1: find out when the next town hall is? So you can go. We need a stop sign on Main Street. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my plants and I have been talking, and we think it's a dangerous intersection. Talk to me about the poking of the plants. Is that part of the? the they river? love it. They they love poking.
2: Hey, well, you, you know. just kind of much like know. bees.
1: They find it revivifying.
2: <laughs> you, zhuzh them, you spin them around. We'll you just. you got to spin them around so that they grow evenly. They don't grow leaning towards one way. Unless that's what you want, then don't mm-hmm. spin them around.
1: I do not have a green thumb, Ross. Do you have a green thumb, or do you no, prefer something? No, do you collect stamps? I got a black thumb of death. No, uh,
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm struggling to keep all the plants in the house and outside the house alive. But um, I feel like these days my simple pleasure is taking walks around my neighborhood and checking in on all the neighborhood dogs, um, just seeing like you know the little the little dog that lives next door, the young corgi that lives around the block, the uh, there's a there's a there's a pit bull mix up the street that is some, like, bizarre cocktail of dog DNA where he's j- jet black with one of those underbites. So he's his got two little reverse vampire fangs that jut straight <laughs> up, and he's, like, uh, just this little underbite pal. <laughs> yeah, I'm just a, just a uh, – I'm out here, like, learning
1: dogs' names and forgetting the owners. That's my that's – my, uh, hobby this is what the pandemic has done it's forced us to to find new ways to entertain ourselves
4: Mm -hmm. rob what are you doing these days poking plants eating bees i uh i started i went to my uh my second ever uh open mic night uh for some stand-up accommodate a little Mm type five it was horrifying The entire experience was abysmal. Um, I don't know. Troy, I know you you dipped your toes in these waters a while ago, Mm -hmm. jumping from open mic to open mic. I have no idea how you did it. It's miserable. Uh, Just two hours, just waiting two hours and watching people immediately talk about how terrible they were on stage. Like, just be like, "Well, this isn't working. Like, it was a mantra. (laughs) And then you get up there, you get up there and you're like, I'm not going to do that. And then the first joke doesn't go over, and immediately it comes crawling up your throat like a worm <laughs> that you try to stab inside your body. Good right? just, just to bring it around. Good segue. Comes right up. You got to stop it, because immediately you just want to be like, well, this sucks. <laughs> um, it also probably didn't help that I decided to talk about, um, solely talk about the He-Man live-action movie from 1987. Uh, that's a good movie that's an amazing movie for if frank langella plays skeletor he's given the performance of a lifetime he's doing Let Shakespeare. this be our final yeah. battle um and i don't know if it was the right crowd to really delve deep into masters of the U- universe mm-hmm. uh after two hours of of open mic uh mediocrity but uh might never do that again we'll see <laughs>
1: We'll see what happens Yeah, that's tough. My buddy had 15 minutes on Teen Wolf, and some crowds would love it. Some crowds would be like, what's Teen Wolf? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) who's in the news. I (laughs) asked you guys before we started today uh, what happened last week. So instead of me doing the recap... I want to hear your mishmash oh, no. jumble up of what happened because there was a lot that went down. Um, yeah. So let's let's try and remember. The, the, Rob, you mentioned the, the the throat worm. There was yeah. obviously some worm vomiting. There was a throat worm. Yes. Uh, Ferruz took some damage to her face from the acidic juices on this larvae.
3: Right. Yeah. So I worm. think the episode started where we found Trinidad. Deceased. Yes, Rizzo, the
1: uh, graduate assistant,
3: and then followed a trail of gross whatever to what we saw was a fire, a trash fire.
1: Yes,
6: and
3: yeah, it was a
1: tense moment. You didn't know what you were going to run in the
4: into. The professor's office, I believe. Yes. Oh no, was the trash fire in a closet? Or it was something? in like a janitor's closet? It was a distraction and, yeah. trash fire. Jackson yes. Elias was there. Yeah, distraction That's right.
1: trash fire. Jackson
0: Elias had been coaxed away from the from the. Um from the professor's office by the same fire that we had followed, and so then when we when we hot footed it back to the to the, to the uh, professor, he had a bunch of uh, opalescent goo on his face.
4: All oh, right.
3: right, he kissed me. He kissed right. me, uh, which I attempted to stab
4: mm-hmm. in his body while it was in his body. We saw yeah. critters crawling <laughs> under his flesh.
3: <laughs> it made sense Came at out. the time. Um, yeah, I think I, I I made an incision. Did I make an incision? For the thing.
1: I believe was, you guys did try surgery and mm-hmm. failed, and it made him it was you failed for so some poorly. Reason. It made him vomit and this thing just Don't pow, know came out and then was looking for a new host. Right.
3: Yeah. Which was not going to be my mouth.
1: No. And no, it tried though, and that came tried. I'll be honest, from behind the screen, that came a lot closer than I thought it would, uh, to entering <laughs> you. And then someone else would have to slice it out of you. Mm-mm.
6: Uh
4: yeah. One Kate's rules character smacked yeah. it with a lamp. That's right. The old or lamp to the three. face. Yep. Yeah. Took it out.
3: And then didn't Ross just put like a cup over it at the end?
1: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <no, laughs> it's a standard move. <laughs> just like this teeny old super guy. Just right over it. <laughs> just a teeny. Yeah. No, it died. And you were like, I'm not taking any chances. Let's put the cup over it. Mm. Um, so then uh, Jackson Elias said, I'll. I'll hang back here and like get some medical attention to him. We got to deal with this body downstairs. I know people around here. I'll take care of this. What is your plan? And then you guys were like, we should look into De Mendoza. Yeah, because yes.
3: because uh, Margot found the book.
1: Yes, mm-hmm. that
3: had that passage that talked about Mendoza being alive, like way the fuck long time ago, yeah. hundreds of, of years
1: like, ago, when the
4: conquistadors came. Yes, yeah. back in the, yeah, the diary century. of Gaspar Figueroa. Yeah, that's And right. it's a good rule of thumb. When you're about to embark on a camping expedition with somebody, to make sure they're not an ageless vampire.
1: Yeah, so that was <laughs> just sort of a standard procedure, yeah. at minimum. Uh, so yeah, you were kind of blown away when you read that because you're like, "Is this the same to Mendoza?" Um, oh yeah, just also
0: there was like what we discerned was maybe a chunk of the gold from the underground passages of the step pyramid we're headed towards. And it looked as though there was some burned flesh on it, as yes. if as if contact with it had had lit a blaze.
1: whoever had, uh, had touched it. Mm-hmm. Right, like someone had tried to touch it because there was this box that looked like it had been ripped open, and that thing was sticking out. It did give the appearance that someone went to grab it, but this gold singed their skin. And then you made some connection between this chunk and something you read in the diary, if you remember. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember if I showed this during the stream, um, but I will, uh, show it now. Uh, you'll see the gold artifact from the museum and it has all those little, uh, symbols on it and little things coming out. It's just a chunk. It looks like it belongs to something, uh, larger.
4: We left that back there, right? We didn't actually. No, no. I I think you took
3: it. No, we didn't take it. But I made a charcoal uh, thing of it. Rather, we
4: were terrified of it burning our hands.
3: Yes, or being cursed. But in
4: hindsight, maybe we should grab it.
1: Well. Um, you, you, you do have at least one day before this, uh, caravan leaves, but more importantly, you went back to Hotel España, which you're, where you're not staying, where Larkin and de Mendoza are staying. you ran into, uh, the kindly old woman who works there, uh, Petronila Cupatina, and, uh, she informed you that they're staying on the fourth floor, um, that uh you I think you determined that Dimendoza wasn't there, right? That like, "Oh no, he left."
3: Yeah, we were going to try to snoop uh because we didn't want to lead on. We we're just going to play dumb and not lead on that we know any of this information going in.
1: See how he reacts. So you yeah. go upstairs, you break into his room and he's not there. Um it's spotless. Looks like it hasn't even been used. There's no luggage, no anything. Although, as you're searching the mattress, you find this mirror that's kind of in the shape of a mask, very very strange uh, artifact. And Margot looks into it, and, and this is my favorite
2: part of my notes. See
1: some visions, and I <laughs> I want to hear how you wrote these notes down because they're it's pretty it spot on. Out
2: fine, uh, ancient stepped pyramid on plateau. Pyramid breaks apart and crumbles. White tendrils with maggots reaching out from remains of the pyramid. Cover hole mirror. Maggots go away. Maggots reform on ground. <laughs> Turn into people dancing, thousands of people orgies, killing blood orgy, thousands of people blood orgy on mountain.
4: Which, <laughs> incidentally, is how I felt after that open mic. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's
0: oh, Comedy open mics are true Cyclopean Eldritch yeah, horror. just like, mm. the walk home was not great.
3: You always have to make a sanity check after.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, now... Coming to the stage, you've seen him in the center of the universe, dancing to the panoply of mad pipers that (laughs) rend
6: rend chaos
0: itself. (laughs) It's the crawling chaos. (laughs) Have you ever noticed... (laughs) <laughs> you ever noticed how when you behold a space so <laughs> infinitely large, you feel so small in comparison, it breaks your brain? Anybody? Well, am
6: I the only one?
1: <laughs> anyway, kids, right?
6: <laughs>
1: After uh, Margot has this uh, trip through maggots and Orgyland, land, uh, you come back and you're like, adjoining room over here, this must be Larkin's room. Why don't we go snoop in there as well or take a peek? Let's take a peek. The door is unlocked. You open it up, and you see a room in complete disarray. You're smacked in the face by that eau de cologne, that, like, overwhelming stank that you smelt at the bar Cordano when you were meeting with him and de Mendoza and met Jackson Elias for the first time, then Jesse Hughes. Um, And you see Larkin just snoozing in a chair with his shirt half open, Uh, those those black veins and blackness coming up his arms and this tattoo of like some spiral and creature holding the spiral and we ended last week's episode with Larkin's eyes opening. Uh. So we'll pick up there Mm -hmm. and you see him sort of struggle for a moment to figure out where where he is almost you just see him like did you did did I did you ring did I let you in and he's kind of looking in the direction of this doorway where you're all standing did I let did you ring did I let you in
3: uh we we were we were knocking for you and and didn't hear anything for quite some time so I just want to make sure you all alright
0: Concierge told it. us that you were a huffier old boy and then no one was responsive. <laughs> it seemed like it was only the gentleman's uh, best duty to come in and see
1: how you were faring. My God, man. Have you have you seen a bath in a number of weeks? And now he's coming to do it a little bit quicker, but he's still very slow and he's he's buttoning his shirt up and he's, he's pulling his sleeves down. And then you see him reach across the table to like a uh, bedside table and just open up a drawer and push some bottles, very small, Bottles with a liquid inside in them, and it's like, oh, I'm so sorry, I, I must, I must look a mess. I was just, I was just napping, just trying to rest. I haven't, I haven't been feeling well. Is, is everything all right? Um, I, I was, I, I was assuming I wouldn't see you until, until Monday.
3: Uh, aren't we? While whoever tomorrow? responds, can I <laughs> try to just steal one of those
1: vials? Mm-hmm. uh yeah you know what you can do is see if you can do a spot hidden to see if you can see anything about the vials before he shoves them in and mm, depend- okay. if you roll a regular success i'll let you know something about the bottles a hard success i'll say one fell to the floor and you kind of kick it back into your room so you can okay. grab
3: it i rolled a 44 under
1: 75 nice Ooh. all right so that's a, a regular success I will yeah. say it says um, in Spanish, uh, heroina, heroin.
2: Mm. Oh. Okay,
1: heroina. I'm sure that's exactly how you pronounce it in Spanish. So, does it? Don't call it.
3: Does it look like it
1: though? Uh, yes, yes, it does. Check. Bottles it's a heroin. it's a liquid. It's it, it it looks like. Do you know heroin? Uh, <laughs> it looks like liquid heroin. I mean, it just it's. I think back then, can heroin be a liquid too? I'm pretty sure. That's
3: uh, yeah. Want to it was be probably in that it was probably in soda. We
4: make some phone calls. It was in schoolhouses everywhere.
3: <laughs> hey, Coca
4: Cola, not with can heroin. heroin. be liquid. Siri, uh, how
1: do you uh, do
4: heroin? Yeah, well it's it's a, it's a little tiny
1: bottle. Says heroina, and it's liquid, and and now you see these marks on his arms, and I think you even noted afterwards when you were thinking about his state at the bar, Cardano, that like he seemed like he was going through withdrawal, and so it all adds up. He's yeah. might be some kind of an addict.
3: Okay. Well, I'll I'll still pick it up. I'm not. I'm I'm a little suspicious. I'll, I'll pocket one of them if I. Can try.
1: Uh, yeah. You want to do like a, uh, sleight a sleight of hand? Sleight of hand. Yeah. Yeah. Just see.
3: Okay.
1: Go back and party at your hotel.
3: I rolled an eighteen under sixty.
1: Looks like Ooh. you just got some heroin. Hey. <laughs>
3: nice. Add that to my possessions.
1: <laughs> hey, what'd you guys do Friday night? Well, Nora got some heroin and got some played heroin. Call of Cthulhu. Yeah. Um. All right, so n- now he's kind of he, he's 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 trying to gather himself, but all of his motions are slow. He's very like slow to the go, and he's like, "Well, I um, I I'm this I'm 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 a right mess at the moment. Perhaps you could just um, uh, give me uh, let let me be, and we will we will speak on uh, speak on Monday." I'm, I'm embarrassed to look like this. I wasn't expecting any 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 visitors, and he seems really agitated. He's not being rude, um, mm-hmm. but he kind of embarrassed kind of not all there yes of course no doubt uh, travel exhaustion or something what ah, nothing to be
0: ashamed of old oh boy
1: um Can- haven't seen Mendoza round have you and who said no? No, I I, I saw him earlier. Uh, we had uh, we, we had uh, we had lunch, and then uh, we went our separate ways. I wasn't feeling well, um, and so I I I've, I've been here for the for the greater part of the afternoon. Must have my strength, obviously, for this ex- expedition ahead. So I haven't seen him. No. Um,
2: I'm wondering while all this is going on, and everyone's talking if Margo can, like, maybe try to be more perceptive just based on Larkin and roll, like, a psychology check on him since he seems, like, out of it and then irritated?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Psychology is the perfect role uh, to kind of find out is someone hiding information from you? Are they lying? Are they being purposely obtuse?
4: Also, real quick, were we supposed to do, like, a luck thing to see if we can, just in case this affects Kate's role, Ah we uh, yes, for luck or I, I
1: had it in my notes and I totally forgot. Obviously, beginning of the session, uh, we uh, roll to see if we get luck back. Um, so yeah, Kate, before you do that roll, just in case you want to use some luck on this roll, uh, everyone roll a luck check. And I forget
2: ten. <laughs> well shit.
1: If you right? pass it, no. First you roll a d100 against your luck, and then I think you have to get over your luck. And if you do, then you get a d10 back.
2: Okay. okay. Um nice.
1: I you If I'm incorrect, Ooh, let me know in the chat. I did. Oh, you did? You guys rolled over, so you failed. And now you succeed by getting D10's worth of luck back. D ten a D ten? Sick.
3: Mm-hmm. Alright, I got six points.
1: Woo! Rob, eight. have you uh hit the luck bonus yet?
4: Um I remind me now, uh <laughs> with these dice, I've got all zeros. Oh, is that a zero? Or is that a hundred? That's a one hundred. So
1: yeah, okay. you uh, you get a d10 back because you failed. Right. And uh, Ross, did you? Uh, Would you roll against your luck?
0: I uh, I rolled oh, um, a seventy over over a uh, forty five. Then I rolled a ten. I, my d10 scored me a nine. So. Oh, beautiful!
1: Nice, nice. Uh, Kate, Margot got eight, bit. and then Rob, what'd you end up getting? I got a five. Beautiful. The luck economy. Is flowing Flowing like wine. It's flowing like heroin. Uh, (laughs) Kate, give me that psychology roll. All
2: right. Trying to deduce their motives and see if they're hiding something from us. Uh, Ooh, I think that's 32 under 50. Okay,
1: regular success. You get the sense that you, all, you almost don't get the sense that he's lying so much as there's, like, blind spots in what he's talking about. And so, if he's being duplicitous at all, it's because he seems unsure about certain things, if that makes sense. Like, he's, he's so out of sorts, um, you don't know if he's purposefully lying or just kind of... Uh, unaware of uh, some of the things he's talking about
2: are you sure that you're going to be okay tomorrow
1: uh, Yeah, yes I'm, I'm sure I will be I'm certainly will be fine by, by Monday I'll, I'll take the entire day tomorrow this malaria I don't wish it on my worst enemy um, it is it is uh, been a lifelong disease and when it when it picks up it, it, uh, it gets quite bad he's like hitching his arms
3: Oh, is, is, is that the reason why your friend Mendoza isn't around? We also knocked on his door.
1: Um, uh, what, what do you mean? What, what?
3: Well, we wanted to see that you were all right. So we went to go see if he knew where you were.
1: Yes, as I said, we, we had lunch and then we went our separate ways. I'm sure he's he's out and about. He has friends here in town. Yeah, I, 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 I know I know that I'll see him on Monday morning. I I, I trust him. Yeah, I trust him implicitly. So mm. I, I wouldn't worry about uh, de Mendoza, and I wouldn't worry about me either. I'll be fine. Um, but right now, I uh, I'm, I'm, I'm frankly embarrassed by the my room is a mess here. I, I I wasn't expecting guests. I said I, I don't remember how you got in here. Uh, but uh, I, I am fine. You don't have to worry uh, about me. I, I, I know I, I must look uh, a fright, but I will, I will be uh, clean and polished uh, for our journey on Monday. Uh, every, is everything else uh, going well? You, 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 um, you spent some time at the, um, the college today, yes? Was that your plan? Did I know that that was your plan? did you share that I can't remember
3: Uh, I can't remember but let's say yes Uh, I I believe Mr.
1: Elias had had mentioned that he had uh, he had a friend there um, so I uh, did you did you did you escort him there
3: did we escort
1: Jackson Elias Mr. Elias has some, uh, friends Oh, not Mr. Hughes, rather I wouldn't know his real name It's Mr. Hughes God, Mr. Hughes it is. I'm sorry, He I'm, knows everything I'm all fucked
5: up Anyways, how was your day? What did you do today? Perhaps I uh, don't know <laughs> Did it involve Mr. Hughes?
2: <laughs> oh, nothing uh, It was just a very eventful day
5: Yes, well um, Just getting
2: a little brief history
3: yeah we we in the city and
0: trying to catch up old man um, in the midst of all this is he he's pulled his himself together to to conceal
1: his tattoo again, yeah, he's like tried to button himself up, and you still see like a little blackness above the neck, mm-hmm. um but he just he had his shirt like wide open, okay, I mean
0: if he knows that we were in there and it was open, mm-hmm. then a part of me is like, just why not just be like, um uh Throw a bit of work there on your chest, old boy. Saw something like it, um, uh, on a sailor in, uh, Rotterdam. What, um, what do you have there? The, uh, uh, Queen Mary? Some ship with the line?
1: Anchor? Uh, uh, this hmm. is going to sound a bit embarrassing, but, uh, I, frankly, I do not know. I, uh, I had some, uh, rather wild days in my youth that I'm not particularly proud of, and I <laughs> cannot pinpoint where I got this, um, just become a part of me at this point and uh, as much as I regret uh, those times in my life I I I, I, I like the reminder of a more carefree time Uh, obviously it would be nice if it wasn't so uh, large Uh, a simple butterfly on the small of my back would have been better but instead (laughs) it's this this giant thing and uh, I I am embarrassed but I don't know I don't know what it signifies or even when or
5: how I got it
1: (laughs) Hmm. Well,
0: <laughs> if you do happen to have a butterfly in the small of your back, then your eyes aren't the ones that can be trusted to tell you that it's there. <laughs> Perhaps well, like, you do have one. I suppose if, you'll need two mirrors or a trusted friend
1: to tell you otherwise. Yes, well, I, I, I lived a rather uh, a wild, wild, wild life, I guess you could say. I didn't, I didn't follow in the footsteps of the family business, so they, um, they think of me as a bit of a wastrel. And uh, so I think when you grow up uh, Having your parents and your family Think of you that way You tend to embody those things I didn't want to be a railway man Like my father and my grandfather I wanted to do other things So... um that is why this expedition is so important to me, as I feel like it's finally something that I can, I can, I can, I can do on my own. I can strike out on my own and and do something that that gives meaning to me, and not just something that I was expected to do. Uh, the flip side of that is that it was a, a long road to get there, and uh, like all of us, I'm sure, I have some things that I uh, regret. Um, but as for this. Uh, I just, it's not something I show off But I, uh, I'm sure a day will come When I will determine the meaning And
5: why why I have it <laughs> any Well, if,
2: if your family could see you now They would just be like Wow <laughs> So
5: proud <laughs> Yes, well, they don't They don't speak
1: to me any longer Though they are good to always send me a check At the end of the month I've stopped cashing them, to be honest. I think it's rude. I'd rather have their affection than their money, but... No matter. We won't need any of that once we finish this expedition. We will be uh, rich beyond our wildest dreams. Uh, but I am I, I am feeling a bit, a bit out of sorts, so I'm just going to... Uh, bid adieu to you for the evening and uh, you you have the day to yourself tomorrow but remember 8am sharp Monday morning uh, we will uh, we will meet the trucks will arrive and we will head uh, in the direction of Puno uh, and then from there we will uh, switch to pack animals for the rest
5: of the journey uh, to the area beyond Lake Titicaca any questions?
6: No, no.
1: sir. So. Uh, a thousand pardons for the interruption, old man. <laughs> no, no, it's it's quite all right. It's, it's it's good for us to get to know each other. It's just, um, you know, we'll, we'll we'll talk more on the road. This is—I was not expecting visitors, as you can see. Um, I promise I keep a cleaner uh, a cleaner self on the road um, when I'm around other people. Um, but uh, have a wonderful night, and I will uh, I will see you on Monday morning, uh, Mister Mendoza, and I. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he, uh... Kind of starts to get up to usher you out and then falls back into his chair and is just like... Get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> Gives you the, old, the international sign for please get the fuck out. Uh, I'm get on, on heroin, i <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> This is heroin time. This is the worst
2: come down ever.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, you really yeah. killed his buzz. Um... So... A weird interaction there. Um obviously he was under the influence but as Margot uh sussed out from that psychology role eh, something's not right um how do you get a tattoo like that and not remember it um Mm -hmm. but he did seem genuine um are the holes in his memory related to the drugs I don't know it's just a weird guy um does he have malaria or is he lying about the malaria and he's just an addict you know, whether or not this guy is involved in a death cult, uh, yet another reason to give you pause about this. Um, so what do you want to do now? Call it Call it a night? Grab a drink at the bar? Your buddy uh, Carter is down there on his third Pisco Sour.
2: Yeah, we should definitely go down yeah. there and at least fill him in over a glass. Mm-hmm.
1: All right, you head downstairs, and uh, Cupertina is there, and she waves. Hello. And uh, you roll up to the bar with a fresh jar of heroin?
6: <laughs>
1: it's Saturday <laughs> as night as in lima, what do you do? <laughs> mm-hmm. Have you guys
3: soon ever as been before? Oh <laughs> <laughs> no. no. Yeah. Uh as soon as we all reconvene, uh, I'm just going to like like just forgetting that there's a bunch of people nearby, just set it down on the counter and just be like, "That man was goofy on the devil snake juice."
1: <laughs> the bartender thinks it's a tip, grabs it, smiles.
5: Eat yes. uh, <laughs> <laughs> that guy was goofy on the devil snake.
4: What do you guys want? I has, just want a <laughs> reader. That means
3: absolutely nothing. in actual like, I, I have a thing for the ni- for the slang of 1920s, and I didn't find anything, so I just made something up. Oh, yeah, that's, that's the only reason know.
0: you took the heroin. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I was like, "Oh, this this terminology thing has uh, failed me."
4: You guys walk in, and, and there's several um, empty cocktail glasses in front of Carter, and he's trying to—he's staring at like a cocktail napkin and really trying to turn it into like a paper airplane of some kind. And then he sees you guys like, "Guys, yeah, I've been just keeping eyes wide open for uh, De Mendoza. It hasn't come by yet, uh, but my you know, just eagle vision the whole time." here. These drinks are killer, by the way. You guys really gotta... What happened up there? Oh, good to see
0: that we're being kept overwatch by the redoubtable Mr. Tillinghast. Head on a swivel and all
4: that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just, I mean, don't let the, 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 the porcelain left eye fool you. The right eye sees... What is it about uh, when you lose a sense, the other sense comes back? I lost half my vision, but then somehow doubled my vision with one eye. So...
6: So
3: you're back anyway, to these square these drinks one. are great.
4: <laughs> Is that heroin? <laughs> some diabolical snake
0: venom here.
6: <laughs>
0: Found this up in Larkin's room. <laughs> Whoa, Scores of it, all eh? over the place. Seems the old man's some sort of hophead. The, the, dev- the devil, the devil, the <laughs> the
6: devil, the That's
0: the stuff. Drinking it straight from the fan, he was. Well, <laughs> wow. Now, now okay. everyone everyone knows that um, heroin in, in a proper dosage and applied by a physician is absolutely harmless. But I grew up I, on it. Who didn't? <laughs> what, mo- what what, self-respecting mother didn't rub heroin or morphine on a child's gums when they got a little... Yeah, just uh, a little, a little in the morning life.
4: eggs. Yeah, scramble mm-hmm. them up. Yes. Uh, now... <laughs> Now you guys went in into the this room, I'm sure you did that very cautiously and left no trace of your uh, entrance,
1: right? <laughs> <laughs> did you fail your locksmith roll and just kick it down?
2: Yeah. I think
4: we did. I think we did. 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 Okay. Yeah. Okay. That'll be, um, God, you guys just but the room seemed, I mean, the it, What is he
2: going to do? What is he, he going like to he do? There? Confront us? Like, it well, seemed like the place was cleared out except for that mess. Full-
0: Fortune smiled on a stealing house. There's nobody home. Doesn't look like the man's been in there
4: the entire time. Fresh, and, fresh and as you get into... Um, into Homeboy's room. What's his name, shit? Uh, <laughs> yes, Homeboy. <laughs> yeah, how'd you get into Larkin's room? You probably just went back outside and knocked on his outside door, right? No, uh, simple matter of
0: turning the knob, old boy.
4: <laughs> oh, so you entered his room from de Mendoza's room?
2: Yes. <laughs> yes.
4: Got it, okay, all right. So, so you see how one might... Uh, assume that you had broken into de Mendoza's room, and that can be corroborated by Larkin.
2: He was on 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 the heroine.
4: Oh, the heroine, right, okay. He was
2: knocked out.
4: All right, it's just always good to have a plan B, C, D, and E, you know what I mean? Yes, well, well, we're going to exhaust the alphabet of plans, I think, because
0: the leader of our little expedition (laughs) is is high on snake venom half the time. There are more holes in his memory than... a piece of Helvetic cheese.
2: <laughs> so do you Americans just, like, bring heroin out with you just ev- everywhere? Like, we're going to have...
4: Yeah, heroin and guns. of heroin walk for a Larkin, with
2: and that's just what you do? Yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> Pretty much. So Marco believes that this is totally normal.
2: Right what sort of expedition sketchbook?
0: are we setting out on? Run by a man whose whose who's brain has been drilled to bits by snake juice uh, in the in the company or lack of company of a of a person who's looking more and more is wrapping his eel like lips around the mouth of our friend. What, I would like to know what's going on with this Mendoza chap. End in the heat
6: mm-hmm.
2: and Larkin. There seems to be so many holes in his memory. I really, truly think he does not know what he does not know. His tattoo, he does not know. When, why, how he got it. Either I that believe he's him. not telling us.
4: It's definitely not encouraging since I feel like he said that he had no written map. That he had it all up in his head. Oh, so he did? right. If it's Helvetic cheese up there, Ugh. I don't know what's. I don't know what we're where we're going.
2: Well, the That's spaces where there are no holes, there's a lot of information. He remembers lots of specific things when there are no holes. Hmm.
4: Huh. Well, as far as I'm concerned, he still could lead us. Any, even if it's a small chance, he leads us to some sort of uh, riches. Uh, I mean, I've got nothing better to do right now.
1: So you're hanging out there talking, going over uh everything that you did up there, catching Carter up on things and realizing that Carter was probably the perfect person to go up there and do the uh breaking <laughs> and entering uh, as you get to know each other. Um and eventually uh Elias shows up. Uh, obviously I, I that was a faux pas on my part. As far as Larkin and De Mendoza know, his name is Jesse Hughes. Um but uh, obviously, you know, at this point, he revealed to you that his real name is Jackson Elias. Um, and he comes back and, and he tells you that he uh, uh, he, he, he had. Uh, what's his name? The professor, uh, Professor Nemesio Sanchez is in the hospital and he is in stable condition um, in spite of the botched surgery uh, and the larva that was uh, eating away uh, inside of him. Uh, obviously uh, Trinidad uh, Rizzo is dead um, the police uh, he, I mean he, he didn't tell them that like oh a, possibly a vampire killed her but the police were very confused as to the state of the body um, and that just he kind of talked it away but you can see in his face he's like he's got a completely different complexion now because this is a guy that doesn't believe in any of this stuff um, and even though he saw Trinidad's body, he still he still has a hard time making these connections. Um, however, he he comes up and he's like, so I um, I was looking over the uh, the uh, the diary of, uh, of Figueroa. Uh, did you take that with you or did you leave it?
2: Um, I guess if, we could have left it with him if. If you, you, you if to you didn't leave it.
1: it with him, but or uh, if you took it, either way, he could have been like, "I was thinking about it," um, and uh, or if you did leave it, then he took it uh, with him, and he says, uh, I, "I have a feeling that this is going to be important to us," and he pulls out that uh, gold chunk that was in the box. He's like, "I don't, I don't know why," but when you read uh, Figaro's note. It seems like uh, it, it was it was a, it was a section of gold that they pried out that caused these problems. Perhaps this was that section. So. Whether we need it or not, I don't want to get all the way there and not have it. I, I'm holding it, and I, it's not doing anything to me, um, but I, I feel like this is something we may need. Now, is it the, the section that was torn out? Does this have anything to do with anything? I don't know, but I just wanted to make sure that we had our, our bases covered, so I'm, I'm, I'm bringing this with us. I'm bringing the diary. Um, what did you learn about uh, to Mendoza and Larkin? And then you just give the whole spiel to him like you did to Carter, um, and he's like... So what's the plan? Do we just we just meet on Monday as as planned, right? I mean, he has the trucks. If we try to organize that ourselves, it's going to be costly. We could always take a, a ship down uh, to a city and then take the rail down. But if if, if Larkin goes uh, with his normal plan, he'll get there before us. Uh, we have
4: to go, but I want to know what you think is the safest route. I don't know if it's this, what the safest route is, but this feels like the only route to me. I mean, unless someone else has intricate knowledge of Peru, I think we got a tailgate with. Tailgate? That doesn't make sense.
1: We'll should, do a tailgate uh, did, at 7 before okay, the Should we start take tailgating
4: off? with the heroin in the parking lot <laughs> of the hotel?
3: I, I think, like I said before, if we could just play dumb, it would be our safest
2: bet. We have one more day to prepare,
0: and keeping them close is is a may perhaps, damn sight better than getting there and being at odds with them.
1: All right, um, then then business as usual. Unless we unless anything different happens tomorrow, we'll 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 meet at eight a.m. We'll keep our eyes and our ears open, and uh,
4: real quick head uh, to Puno. Mr. Elias, um, do you have any uh, knowledge of, let's say, hypothetically, hmm. this de Mendoza is the same Mendoza from the the journal? I just came. have a hard time believing that. But sure, let's I'm, just I'm, let's just go down this sh- road sure, briefly. Sure. Do you know from all of your readings if there's anything written about how to best defend yourself against a uh, uh, kala? What's it called, Siri? Kari Siri. Kari Siri. Um, is there anything, just just to have something in the back pocket, were things to take uh, uh, an improbable turn into the fantastic? So I I don't know anything of that. I, I do know that, that
1: people speak of these things, especially once we leave civilization, once we leave Lima and enter the less civilized areas like Puno. I will say this, when I spent some time over at Lake Titicaca, I uh, met a woman, uh, a healer, If you will, in in her community A woman by the name of Nayara And, uh, she is, uh Looked up to By her people, and we struck up a friendship And she believes in, in all of these things As well, uh Let's seek her out when we get there. I'm sure uh, Mr. Larkin has made accommodations for us in Puno, uh, at least for the night when we arrive before we head out uh, on the overland journey through the uh, highlands to get to the area of this pyramid. Um, so when we arrive, we'll just go off on our own, meet with Nayar, and ask her this question. I don't think we'll have to worry about it, but I certainly think she could give us more information. I mean, she was one of many people that spoke to me about the Kari Siri, and she was even one of the ones that said that de Mendoza was a Kari Siri. So whatever the the reality is of this situation, I think she will be able to provide us with uh, important, important uh, information.
0: Okay. Yes, now, I suppose so. I'm no more credulous than you, Mr. Elias, but I don't believe... Any of this immortal Mendoza rock for a moment, but what matters is if they believe it, and it's best to know what we're walking into so that we can use this folklore and fairy tales to our advantage, hmm?
1: Absolutely. You know, if they say they fly on bat wings and shoot fire out of their mouth, maybe they just attack from the trees and use guns. Any, any information we get, uh, we'll have to interpret in a way that can help us. And, and one more thing, our,
6: our
0: friend uh, um, Tillinghast raised an interesting point. It seems as though the mind of Mr. Larkin uh, has some, uh, shall shall we say, syncopes. What um what I'm saying is, if, if his mind is the only map we've got to this uh, pyramid, then I'd be a damn sight more confident if I had one on paper, parchment, deer skin, or bronze? Yes. Is there is there an actual map to be found anywhere?
1: No. However, with this diary that we have, and Nyara's help, I think if worse came to worse, we'll be able to find out all the information we need should Larkin
5: lose himself. I feel confident in that. So we're good.
2: I... I just realized it would be so awful if Larkin died and we were stuck alone with Mendoza. Ooh.
5: (laughs) Right right this way.
2: Oh, God.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, this is what Elias told you from the start. He's like, I think we're being led into danger. But what you do have is numbers. Um, And the fact that Elias has spent some time here already, he has connections. Larkin has connections as well. Um, So let's see how it all unfolds we'll say we, we fade out of that scene for the night and uh, we open up on Sunday you've got 24 hours before you need to meet uh, for the, at the rendezvous point outside of the Hotel España um, is there anything you want to do before you meet with Larkin or do you want to uh, jump forward to the next day Mo- Monday, right now it's Sunday
3: do we want to try to get our hands on some local maps?
2: Like, as bu- as much as we can for as a backup? I was wondering that, too, because it also sounds like we're on our way there, stopping at a town before actually going out into the jungle, and maybe that town might have more local information yeah. about this than this town does.
1: Yeah, and it's very easy uh, for you to get uh, these maps. Um, and if you remember uh, what... Larkin showed you at uh dinner that night Uh, this is the map that he showed you now you don't have access to this but you do remember that the ruins are somewhere south of Puno, south of Lake Titicaca according to his addled mind Um, so you could absolutely uh, go into a a gift shop, get a a map of Peru a map of uh, the area here and uh, even get a more detailed map if you wanted to um But generally, you think once you get to Puno, it's just got to head south. Head head south to an area where no one else goes because the locals are afraid uh, of the legends of that area.
2: I feel like I, unless we do something together, I definitely want to um, get like a knife. (laughs) because <laughs> I don't <laughs> have like, any self defense of my own and like I don't feel like I can fully trust everything that they give me. Um That's a
4: good point. I also have no uh, uh weapon and now that we are suspecting this man of being immortal if or just a horrible person, it might be good to have some sort of uh armament. Yeah, acquiring a gun,
1: you would all know, is going to be tricky. Uh, You're in a foreign territory, you're not locals, um, you'd be caught up in uh, a lot of paperwork and bureaucracy, Mm -hmm. you wouldn't have enough time to get a gun by tomorrow morning. Mm -hmm. Uh, But but certainly a sword or a knife. uh, A sword? (laughs) Jesus, I wasn't (laughs) expecting that to be the the alternative. You're going
3: through the jungle, get a machete or something, Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. wouldn't be suspicious.
1: Yeah, Yeah. and that wouldn't raise any suspicion. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, that's a smart idea if you guys want to go to the... There's a store called Knives, 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 uh, right across from the hotel. uh, And they have uh, all sorts of knives. Um, You could certainly get a machete or a a combat knife, um, whatever you want, and it wouldn't raise any eyebrows.
3: I also do have a compass...
1: We could use that for, as a weapon.
3: Uh, that we could <laughs> just throw it at somebody, um, you know, for in case we need to map our way out alone.
0: Yeah, and part of me is like, um, maybe Villiers has a kind of a, a sickening thought that, like, if, like, um, perhaps, um as much as the brain keeps bringing back to ridiculous supernatural ideas, maybe the hold that Mendoza has of a Larkin is just, perhaps he's just his supplier of um of uh, of the devil's poppy. Uh, if I could... So maybe uh, Villiers just wants to get some, like, cough medicine or something so that, like, in a pinch, he's got something to turn the screws on Larkin if, uh, if things get
1: desperate. Ah, Stay so off you want to head down to uh, maybe the less... Reputable areas of Lima and see if H-town. you score some H. Yeah,
6: <laughs> score some.
1: Okay. Um, the streets t- call it the Devil's Snake Juice. Right. Yeah. You want to get the Devil's Snake Juice now? Um, well,
4: this is the
3: first for uh, any TTRPG I've played. Going, we're going on a.
4: <laughs> Just well, now s- we need to know what the Spanish translation of that is, because that's what they would call it, <laughs> heroina. Oh, the yeah, uh, el
1: diablo's. Juice the Snake.
2: del Diablo, probably. Yeah, Hugo, Hugo del Diablo. Yeah, I think it's Hugo. Hugo? I don't
1: know. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so you're you're trying to buy illegal drugs. Obviously, this is a. Uh, also very uh, dangerous. Is
2: there an illegal <laughs> drug skill? No. Uh,
1: well, this is what yeah, I'm looking what that, uh... at, because I'm curious here. I think you're going to be able to score it, but it's always fun to roll well, dice. is that
2: like a
3: fast talk? What is a... Well, here's the
1: thing. You don't speak Spanish, and right. uh, you've got to first see if you can find a uh, uh, drug dealer. In that this, in this year,
0: would it not be... And this is my own ignorance. Is it possible that I might be able to procure, maybe not heroin, but, a, but like over-the-counter drugs that would contain opiates that could be... Uh, that might Oh, oh yeah. even though they might not have the same potency as like the devil's snake juice.
1: Right. Something like that. Or at that. least like like Yeah, abso- yeah. Uh, absolutely. Why not? I'm sure there's something it's not gonna have that potency like you
4: said. I uh, also I also have as a as a con man I have suggested contacts, other confidence artists or freelance criminals. I don't know. If it's still the language barrier is an issue. Then there. Then why
0: would we? Why would we just go to the drugstore if we've got if we've got if we've got contacts? We can it's get the, the twenties, man. Yeah. You're right.
4: Yeah. right.
1: Well, here I'm curious, Lake. You obviously have your circle back in uh, <laughs> Manchester by the Sea. Uh, do they have any contacts that run deep into Lima? I'm sure. Okay. That's pa- no. Give me no, a, no. You know, maybe you do. Give me a luck roll, just for the hell of it. Uh, You just got to roll under your luck, and if you do, then I want to hear the story of how you happen to know somebody out here, like before you left town. I
4: I missed it by about six points.
1: (laughs)
6: Oh, use your luck.
4: Can you use luck luck? luck to do this? Oh,
6: luck. (laughs) (laughs) It might be worth
4: it just because it's fun. (laughs) It's so perverse. Okay, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So. uh, Thank you. What is that? Six points? Because I rolled a 74. Yep. About 68.
1: burn six points of luck and explain to me how before you left uh massachusetts someone told you like i i got a buddy i got a cousin how do you know how do you know
4: some dirty no good scons? okay all right so so my wife um is an elderly woman uh, I'll just, let's just get it out there let's talk about it um <laughs> and i'm trying to uh you know suck her dry of her money. And mm-hmm. so, You're the vampire! Yes, in a way, I'm a fiscal vampire. <laughs> um, so, uh, she, um, despite refusing to uh, die, uh, is still, you know, you know, an elderly person in the 20s. She, they're pumping her full of narcotics. She's and, living out uh, of spite. I've become very friendly with uh, her physician because I'm constantly, every time he visits, I immediately i am, like, waiting outside like, nervously twiddling my fingers. And me, he walks out. I was like, so she's, I mean, she's got to be on death's door, right? I mean, she i mean, she, she doesn't have much luck. God, I can barely keep myself together, Doc. Is she going to make it or not? And he's just like, yeah, it's another cold. She's fine. <laughs> Whatever. But um, he's like, at, at some point in passing, he's like, man, the stuff I'm getting out of Lima from this one dude uh, it's just doing the trick for her. it's really keeping her alive. So maybe there's some resentment also going on right now inside of me. <laughs> um, and he just, you know, randomly probably said this person's name. Um, and uh, and now here we are. OK, so that's the flashback. I like that. So
1: when, when uh, Vaughn brings up this idea, is like maybe I could score something.
4: You it rings a bell in your head like I know a guy. Wait a minute. I know that guy who's somehow keeping my wife alive. Which is great, by the way. Very thankful for his work uh, mm. in, in, in harvesting whatever these narcotics are. We could probably find this bro and score some... pre I'm, I'm talking... It's probably primo. I mean, it's going to some rich white lady in Massachusetts. You know it's good.
1: Uh, Alright, so that, uh, that successful luck roll uh, allows you to find this guy and score these Score exactly what you need with the same exact potency, so you get legitimate heroin from him. Um, Great Sunday, by the way. Just buying (laughs) knives and heroin, knives, (laughs) machetes and heroin. You know, (laughs) great. No time for church. Uh, It's either
3: this or go to the 1920s Lima version of Coachella.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) And uh, Uh, any other business you want to complete today before you start your big trip tomorrow. With these possible death cultists. <laughs> did, did we say
0: that, uh, and forgive me if I missed it, did we say that um, uh, Professor uh, uh,
1: Sanchez is still alive? Sanchez is still alive. He's in stable condition uh, at uh, the local hospital. I want to go to him.
5: Okay. If I can.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and, what's, and I'd love to take... Uh, um,
1: Flowers. Flowers. Yes, I would like to take flowers and that's Margo. Nice. That's just nice. Flowers and Margot. Um, okay. Uh, but uh,
0: that's... And I'll, I don't know. I'll, it's because I'd like Margot with her artistic talent to make... do a caricature of Mendoza. I want to know uh, if this was the person who did it. Oh,
1: okay. Oh.
2: All
1: right, so you go to Whoa. the hospital and... Uh,
4: Forty Chess. Just at first she to be...
2: scoffs at you for asking for a caricature, but, caricature, but then she sees you want realistic personification mm. of art, mm. of a person, capture their essence to really show someone who they are. Yes, however
0: you wish to put it, a character. You can have them do anything, riding a little bicycle. Well, well, whatever.
2: <laughs> I got you. I got you.
0: That's a great idea. He's wearing <laughs> a
2: little hat with a little pinwheel thing on top.
0: <laughs> that would be droll, yes.
2: <laughs> with a detached mouth coming out.
1: <laughs> you head to the hospital, and uh, there's a, a nurse behind the desk. Um, small hospital, like two floors. And uh, what do you say? With flowers in hand, um, it's like,
0: uh, Um, excuse me. Uh, my, uh, my... Uh, cousin of mine not by blood but very much related uh mr uh, mr sanchez i believe in your care i am just love to be delivering
1: these to him if I, if you'd be so kind and she looks and she says sanchez see see uh and gives the international sign for one second you see her walk down a hallway and she uh talks to another nurse and they're talking and they look up at you and margot and then they go back to talking, and then she comes back and she says, uh, he, uh, "Yes, he is. Um, he is down here, um, uh, just waking up. Um, right this way." Uh, Excellent. And she walks you down uh, hallway, and uh, there's like a glass window, and into that room you see Professor Sanchez lying there, and I mean, he looks horrible. There are like burn marks all around his mouth where you know, whatever did this to him latched on and most likely put this larva inside of him.
5: And he's just like heavily drugged for pain. Mm -hmm.
0: Sanchez. Um, I just wanted to see how you're doing, Sport.
5: Yes, I am alive thanks to you and your friends. It seems as if it was all a nightmare. But now that I see you Perhaps it was real. They say I'm going to live. And I thank God for that.
0: Yes, indeed. I thank whoever you wish, but I'm glad you're still... with the living, Professor. Yes, I was only just curious, sir, uh, not, not to, uh... Yeah. not to drag your mind back to the, uh... horrid event in question, but... You said it was a man that did this to you. What? Yes.
5: A man. He... He... Put his mouth on my mouth. And came out of nowhere.
0: you get a good look at him, did you, before he, uh... Gave you this, um... Wretched little kiss?
6: Hey.
5: My memory is... Full of holes, but... Though it happened fast, I do remember his eyes Piercing blue eyes Yes, as and you mentioned Perhaps a mustache or a beard But it was hard to say because his, his mouth was not a human mouth It was like a, a lamprey eel But three times the size Teeth everywhere It, 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 it couldn't have been real Oh
0: man, it's just the fear talking, but think think back before before your fear unseated your reason, think back to that face and you tell me if it resembled this, and that's when I'll'll we'll produce Margo's rendering. And he's like,
5: yes. Yes, El diablo.
2: Whoa, really?
5: That was him. <laughs> That was the man His mouth was not like that But that was the man Calm yourself uh,
2: Are you positive?
5: Yes Do you think he is the one that
1: Killed Miss Rizzo as well? Poor Miss Rizzo And he starts crying it's like She had oh, a whole life on. ahead of her And he starts coughing <laughs> Machines Poop, poop, poop
0: If that's so, we damn well better have eyes in the back of our head for going up the mountain with with that as I look
5: down at the drawing. He is... He must be what they say he is. I've never believed in these creatures, these ancient gods, or any such folklore. But perhaps... Perhaps they are real. If they are, you are in great danger.
0: you huh. are in great danger without resorting to a... forest fairy tales, old boy. I'm sure there's a reasonable explanation for all of this. <laughs> Your mind has been so steeped in these dusty old books that you're seeing it everywhere you turn.
5: Yes, perhaps
0: We won't let Mendoza give us the runaround Don't worry
5: Perhaps you are right But I believe things now I did not Just days ago You saw it You saw that thing crawling on the floor That came out of me There are There are dark happenings Going on under our noses Yes, I,
0: I, I don't precisely know what that thing was but uh there are all sorts of uh, uh strange beasts in this hemisphere that um that I'm not aware of
5: cigarettes Are
2: there, are, are there <laughs> any like books at at the local library that are about this folklore?
5: Oh, f- fairy tales. That is all the newspapers will tell of the deaths that people claim to be caused by these Gariciri but it is not real journalists do not take this as truth so no one has ever dug deep
0: very well will you rest now professor?
5: yes I sorry sorry for the fright I am tired wait as you're starting to walk out he's like this may seem foolish but the nursery rhymes they tell of these creatures is that they cannot die like normal beasts that if you cut off their head they will still walk and reattach it They must be burned, or dismembered, or they will continue to haunt you. This is what they tell the children. But perhaps there is... there is truth to it as well. Yes,
0: well, thanks for the sweet bon voyage. Uh Yes. We'll keep that well in mind.
2: Margot adds one more machete to her list.
1: And his eyes just close. We'll see after this quick word from our sponsor. And now we're back. And what seemed like it would be a fruitless conversation with uh, De Mendoza may have given you a little little information there. Uh, up until now, everyone. You know, not even in the scientific community, but in the journalists, people like uh, Elias and, and this professor, they don't take this stuff seriously. Um, they have an interest in this, but their interest is like, what is the truth behind these ghost stories? What is the truth behind these local legends? But now he's seen something manifest. Uh, to the Even though he was attacked by it, he's still not 100% sure, but he, he does remember these things. He does remember seeing a huge mouth and teeth. But he still thinks maybe it's a nightmare. But he does say, the fairy tales say, cut their head off and they'll still get you. Gotta burn them. they got to be burned or dismembered. So you've got a bit of a situation here. <laughs> Anything so, yeah. else you wanna do on Sunday?
3: Yes, I would say we should probably purchase, I don't know, lamp oil that we could, Mm. like, tear some cloth and make a torch and light it up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Anything that will burn like that. um, High-proof alcohol. High-proof rum.
3: I mean, I don't know if that'll last the whole trip, though. I know people aren't going to drink lamp oil, so...
1: That was already on Vaughn's shopping list for different (laughs) (laughs) things. They have two jars of heroin. They've only been here three days.
2: (laughs) Uh, They have, like... Waterproof matches and stuff, because now outside of lamp oil, like something to make a fire in case we need mm-hmm. to burn a body. I guess. <laughs> I mean, I think I think
0: Vaughn is a chain smoker and has a has a
2: awesome a lighter,
1: a Zippo, a nineteen twenties mm-hmm. Zippo, uh, a little trench lighter. Yeah. So, Margot buys a second machete. You guys get some lamp oil and uh, just make sure you have things that can. Uh, catch catch fire and uh Jackson every if you see him at all during the day he's just he checks in with you and is, he, you can see he's kind of fired up even though there's danger like he you can tell he kind of lives for this he's hmm. like a gonzo journalist he likes to be in it and he wants to know exactly how it all works and uh for months now he's been on this trail and now tomorrow you're leaving so uh maybe that gives you a little bit of hope because there's a lot of fear surrounding this um, but he seems pretty excited yeah
0: I think Vaughn is a little similar where like there's a, there's a lot of fear but it's, it's like the limit experience of it is, is, is thrilling it's like see something that people have only seen in dreams so many so many people are frightened of to see <laughs> test all these wild theories put them to the test of reason Yes, something to that Although, we must keep our eyes open, for there's no two ways about it. We're going into the jungler up the mountain with a murderer.
4: Carter just walks up to Vaughn talking to himself. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't know how we did it.
0: Carved that ring out of the poor girl's chest. There uh, must be some strange jungle disease. Vaughn, buddy boy, you like hey, that. Hey, Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Everything all right, ma'am? God, Tillinghast, don't take this the wrong way, but I never get used to seeing your face.
4: <laughs> um, I mean, at this point, it's <laughs> some of the least horrific things we're talking about, so at this point, I've never felt more comfortable.
0: Yes, well, have you ever come to grips? Have you ever come to grips with a man Tillinghast? Have you ever b- had your back against the wall and had to use one of these? He pulls out his little, his little, his pistol.
4: Um, my, my, uh, past is shrouded in mystery, uh, sometimes even from myself. Well, you need um, not tell me everything, but it might—it might come to it, old boy.
0: We're going um, into this, some very remote places with someone I don't uh, trust a league.
4: Or yeah, if we're just now, being now brought? Look, to I Soda. know that you were uh, overseas, you know, fighting that great war. Um, everything okay now? You feel level? I mean, we already got to worry about a potential vampire guy here. I just want to make sure—you know—we can trust you too, right? You're going to keep it together. of course
3: old boy You calm are. down and have some heroin <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah awesome. <And> see, <laughs> for a second bond is probably taking you seriously like uh, mm, no r- right of course um, no 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 I assure you Dilly House it's these it's these dull quiet times that make me feel as though I'm going mad it's when uh, it's when uh, things start picking up when the hurly burly's up that's when that's when things become clear
4: hm? mm-hmm. yeah Well, look, I got these uh, potatoes and spicy cheese sauce. It's a Peruvian delicacy. Uh, I looked it up before I got here. You gotta try one of these, man. They are dynamite. (laughs) Fantastic.
1: (laughs) And so Sunday passes as well. Your third day in Lima and your last night. And you wake up bright and early Monday morning and we just see... Like a montage of all of you packing up your things, getting ready, looking at yourself in the mirror, primping, cleaning yourself, getting ready, and then one by one, convening outside of your hotel, along with Mr. Jesse Hughes, as far as you'll need to refer to him going forward. And you head in the direction of the Hotel España. You get there, and you see three trucks are there. Maybe it's like quarter of eight. Uh, and they're there. They're ready to go. You also see Augustus Larkin. He looks light years better than he did when last you saw him. Hmm. He's got a, a crisp white suit on. Um, perhaps the same suit he was wearing the other day, but now it is pressed. Uh, he uh, His hair is done. His shirt is all buttoned up. You can't even see a little bit of the tattoo sneaking out. His sleeves are down so you don't see his his, uh, blackened arms and blackened veins, uh, he looks fresh, and, uh, he waves to you, hello, hello, my, my companions, are you, are you ready, you're, you're, you're here on time, uh, I'd be lying if I, uh, said I wasn't worried, uh, that you wouldn't show up at the last moment until I saw you with my very eyes, I, uh, I just can't believe this is, uh, this is coming to fruition, um... Wonderful, wonderful. Uh, just, just, uh, just going over some uh, last few things with the men here. I'll be with you shortly, uh, but uh, don't go anywhere. We're, we're going to be boarding up in about uh, twelve minutes, and uh, he starts talking to uh, the one of the drivers, and you don't see de Mendoza around at all. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, he finishes up with the driver, and uh, that driver goes and talks to the other two drivers, and he says. Alright, wonderful. We are ready to go. You can, uh, you can probably three of you fit in in, in one truck, and then uh, two of you in another, or or, or or you can split it up any way you want. Uh, I'm going to be riding uh, uh, alone with the uh, with the first driver. You can take the other two trucks uh, because we have to talk about certain things along the way. Mr. De Mendoza uh, will not be joining us uh, on this part of the expedition. I uh, oh. spoke to him uh, yesterday, and uh, he had some. Things he had to do in town. Uh, I think something may have come up with his family. He did not say as much, but that was the the feeling that I got. And uh, it's possible he may meet up with us later. But uh, as I told him uh, that uh, you know we, we may already be out in the wilderness by the time he comes. Uh, so uh, unfortunately, uh, he won't he won't be he won't be joining us on this. But. I'm not uh, too concerned. Uh, uh, I have the the five of you, uh, and you are all ready and, and, and raring to go. So, uh, yes, we we so, we're, we're all set. So he's meeting up with us. Oh, uh, when? He might he might meet up with us, but uh, as I told him, uh, you'll have to find us in Puno before we uh, set off for the overland journey, because by then it will be like finding a needle in a haystack. Um, so. If he chooses to, he will, uh, leave tomorrow, uh, and take a steamer, uh, all the way down. And then the, the rails, uh, that's his only chance of, of, reaching Puno on time. Uh, but, uh, he, he has money and, uh, he could, he could do that. Um, it's unfortunate. I think he would have, uh, really, really enjoyed, uh, really enjoyed seeing the area and I, I I'm still holding out hope that he will meet us in puno but uh, unfortunately he won't be joining us for this leg of the journey
4: can you I can't remember if you went into this when we first met sir but uh, how did you guys meet how do you guys fall into one another
1: de Mendoza God, I meet so many people but I met mr. de Mendoza uh, when I first came to Lima and we just we just really hit it off and uh, I i was looking for some help uh and and he was looking for work and so i just it just seemed to be a match uh that 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 worked he, he you know I, I don't know how much you spoke to him the other night I, he does not he's a, a bit of a quiet fellow yeah, not a uh, he, talker yeah not a mm-hmm. talker and and i will admit he is a, a bit of an irascible uh fellow but uh him, he and i get along enough so that uh uh he was he was happy to work for me uh, I, I, I am disappointed that he is not here for this because we've been talking about it so much, but, uh. Yeah, yeah this P- seemed like something
3: have, he wouldn't want to miss.
1: I, yes, yes, yes. Well, that's why uh, I'm, I'm still holding out hope that he will, he will meet us in, in, in Puno. Um, but, uh, unfortunately, he will not be, uh, here. Luckily, we have a, a strong, uh, presence like you, uh, Mr. Tillinghast. Uh, I think that well. you'll be able to, to, to help and, uh. Charisma goes go. a long way. You know yes, I mean? well, uh, this, this, we, we need, we'll need all of that um, with the locals when we get out there. It's a shame that uh, only uh, Mr. Hughes here speaks Spanish, but uh, I know everyone out there. We'll, we'll, we will get by, but look at the time. We must get ready. Please choose your trucks, and we will, uh, we will set off for the adventure of a lifetime. And so uh, how do you guys want to group up in these trucks? Hmm. Um, I, I, I don't sit, care which I want to sit with
2: Elias. I just want to sit in the front because I get car sick. <laughs> yeah, <me
1: too. laughs> uh All right, so you sit in the front of one of the trucks, and Carter, you want to go with Elias? Uh yeah. What about uh Favre's and Vaughn? Now that Mendoza's not here to keep an eye on, um,
0: uh, yeah, Villiers is, Vaughn is kind of bewildered, and is like,
1: suppose I'll sit any old place.
2: Who else is, like, with us besides um, the people that, like, we know and have met? Are there, like, randos with us?
1: Just three rando drivers. Okay. And the five of you (laughs) and Larkin. That's it. Nobody else has joined the expedition. Now, you know that the professor wanted to or Mm -hmm. had offered his services, but he was turned down. Hmm. Um, And then almost murdered. It's almost as if he knows too much. Perhaps mm. he knows a little too much. Um, I think if
3: at least we yeah. split up into twos, then we'd be able to ask the two different drivers. Yeah. Get some, whatever information we can. Mm-hmm. i trying
2: to see. Yeah, I have like mediocre, like charm and stuff like that. Um, I do not. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. Um, and Fair Carter sense. has some charms. So maybe it's split got, up so right Carter here. and Margot. hmm. All right. Um, so we'll say Carter and Elias are in one truck, Margo in another truck. And then, Favors, do you want to go with Carter and Elias or Margo? And same question for Vaughn.
3: Uh, I'll go with Carter and Elias.
1: And okay. I'll go with um, uh, Margo. Margo and Vaughn. Thick as thieves, hospital buddies. Um, so you set out, and these, these truck drivers are pretty gruff, um, and you probably think they speak very little uh, English, but they can get by the journey, uh, by road, uh, is approximately 800 miles and it's going to take three days to get to Puno traveling down the coast to, uh, the city of Kamaña before heading up into the Andes mountains and, uh, across into the highlands. Um, You know, the other way that he was suggesting is that you take a, uh, you know, had you decided, you know, we're going to go our own way, or maybe this is the way that de Mendoza is going. You take a steamer from Lima uh, via Molendo, uh, and then you can take the rails and it's faster, but it's a little more expensive. Um, And Larkin is footing the bill for this. So it worked out. Uh, and then in 1921, uh, there are no commercial air services between uh, Lima and Puno. Um this was a pulp game, though, you could technically hire a private airplane. But this ain't pulp, although it's a little pulpy. I would say. Uh, Semi pulp. Semi pulp, yeah, some pulp. Can. Uh, can mushy, um, just mostly
0: mush. Yeah. <laughs>
6: yeah. yeah. <laughs> um,
0: some pulp. Uh, can we get it? Is this Would it be a spot hidden or something to, to peek in the back of these trucks? What sort of provisions and equipment has
1: Larkin provided? Oh, yeah, that's a good question. You know what I'm going to do in the meantime is I'm going to show you uh, the sort of route, the suggested route here um, that you're going to go. So you'll see Lima... And then there's the city of Pisco. And then all the way down uh, is Camaña. See it? And then Mm -hmm. once you hit Camaña is when you head uh, east over to Puno, which sits right on the shores of Lake Titicaca. And then from there is the general area where he says the ruins are. So you see what that route is going to look like. Um, It's a three-day journey by car to get to Puno. And then it's probably the same length uh, by foot to go just that small distance to wherever the ruins are. And that's assuming you go directly to where the ruins are. And you all have kind of concerns about whether or not that's possible. Although you feel like those fears have been a bit assuaged by Jackson. Um, so there's like digging equipment. There's, um, shovels and, uh, tarps, tents, lanterns, blankets, um, there's, uh, equipment that, uh, pack animals, uh, would, would carry, so saddlebags and other stuff, everything that you would need for an expedition, and most importantly, nothing out of the ordinary. Okay.
3: Yeah, the, the music is very non-confrontational. I think, I feel like right. this is a very peaceful. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a very, beautiful, uh, NPC
4: town right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, during a large portion of this, uh, car ride, um, Carter is just talking off (laughs) Elias's ear. Just like being, being like, look, I know you're writing this book. Uh, and I know you need a protagonist. And I know originally you said you're not going to do nonfiction, (laughs) right? but just want to see, should you shift into fiction? Um, you know, again, you're going to need a strong lead character, kind of a rake, kind of a, somebody the audience can get behind. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you noticed, Mm -hmm. but I had some probing questions back there about how long, uh, that uh, Larkin knew Dimendoza. I mean, how? You know, I was asking other questions along the way. Yes, yes. I sat, I sat in a bar for a while. Um, oh, are you thinking
3: he's taught talk- you? Oh, you're suggesting you?
4: Yeah, I think. I think right now. I mean, look, you got that guy that was in the war. Great, he's handsome, he's cool, he's got an interesting accent. But you want somebody that's. It's gritty. You want someone with boots on the ground. You know what I mean. Yes, yes, and yes. So I'm not going to push it so much right now. And then, you know, oh. ten minutes later, he's like, "Now listen, if Chapter Two in the book starts," <laughs> <laughs> and he tells you, "He's like, Miss Mister Tillinghast, I actually
1: uh, began uh, as a fiction writer. I, uh, I, my interest in, in in dark stories began by reading them and then writing them, and then as I learned more about the world, I found out that uh, a lot of these." Uh, dark stories had uh, even darker truths attached to them, and that's why I went the nonfiction route. But I'll tell you, there's something about all of your stories that
4: makes me want to go back and and, and dabble into fiction. Yeah, and, and I, in terms of dark truths, let's talk commissions because that's something that a lot of people don't. You know, I think a lot of people try to. You know, I'm not going to say 40%. I'm not going to say that right now. Sure, uh, sure, sure. Well,
1: I'll, I'll tell you, if, if I'm able to finish my book uh, on this journey, you will all be uh, thanked in the, uh, in the afterward.
4: Oh. Oh. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, that's, that's um, I guess that's kind of meeting in the middle. Um, <laughs> it's not cash, but it's... No, uh, or, or, or being featured uh, anywhere in, in the uh, subsequent <laughs> pages. But, uh, oh, yeah, we'll, 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 we got a long ride. We'll figure it out. Yeah, uh, figure
3: it out. Taking a look around, is there like? How, do we notice that that he's packed any weapons or like what sort of? Uh, how, is, how have they prepared for this?
1: Yeah, as opposed so, to us. You don't know if Larkin's packing any heat. Um, you didn't see any guns or weaponry uh, in his office. If anything, De Mendoza uh, was his weapon. If if the the uh, rumors are true here. Um, if you ask Elias or if you just look on his person you don't see that he has any weapons Um, let me see I'm curious because I actually have his character sheet Um, I'm curious if he's packing anything here Uh, Uh, no he does not have any oh no he does if you ask me it's like well I've never had to use it but I always keep a, a 45 handy on journeys like this and so he's got a 45 revolver uh, I, I don't imagine I'm going to need to use it, but uh, when you get deep out there into the country, I want to be protected if any wild animals come after us. Now with all this other stuff, I'm glad I brought it. What uh, uh,
3: what animals have you encountered?
1: Oh, there's hyenas and leopards, snakes, all sorts of shit out there. <laughs> 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 hyenas. Yeah, hyenas, See, I, you say? If a hyena fucks with me. I'll shoot him with my revolver. <laughs> Tell you what? Tell you what? <laughs> I don't mess around with hyenas. Um, yeah, no, I, 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 I live in New York. Everybody has guns, um, but coming on a trip like this, it's just it's smart. And now, seeing where we're heading here, I'm glad I brought it. I also. The subject matter that I study—it's—it's it's, it's best to have some protection. But um, truthfully, if—if it—if it came to blows, I don't even know how useful I would be. I'm thankful to have uh, all of you along, uh, seeing what you were able to do when that, whatever that was, uh, attacked Miss Feruz here. I, I feel—I uh, feel a lot safer having you on my side. He's like the most likable guy in the world. Um, <laughs> uh, you've only been with him a couple of days and you just be like, I want to hang out with this guy all the time. Um, Perhaps. give you a little background on Puno, just so you have a kind of a picture in your mind's eye. Puno is, is small, much smaller than Lima, about 20,000 residents. Um, and it stretches back from the shores of Lake Titicaca up into the overlooking hills, uh, and the more pros- prosperous areas are the ones that border uh, the lake. There are even little islands on the lake where uh, people have residences. Uh, the majority of the buildings in Puno are one or two story structures made from stone or brick. And the streets they line become increasingly narrow and more maze-like. The farther uphill one goes. Maybe Elias is kind of regaling you with these stories of Puno so you know what to expect. Because there's a there's a bit of a culture clash uh, between uh, Lima, which was is kind of on the rise, getting a little more cosmopolitan. And Puno, which is still very... Uh, it's not like uncivilized, but uh, it's a little little less civilized. Uh, the center of the city has a broad plaza ringed with greenery and trees overlooked by uh, the Cathedral Basilica of St. Charles Borromeo. Um, the countryside is all farms, and so when you leave Puno to go south, you're probably going to be going through a lot of farmland. Um They also raise alpacas, and he said that this is where he found uh, these artifacts was from uh, an alpaca farmer had had these artifacts that his grandfather stole from the alleged pyramids. Um, Not a lot of tourists in Puno in the 1920s, Um, so Elias warns you that you're probably going to get some looks because they're not used to seeing uh, people like you, Uh, and uh, Carter and Vaughn uh, especially may get extra looks because they're white men. And, and those people who uh, believe in the legends of the Karsiri, Karsiri might give you, might make the sign of the cross when you walk by. Uh, Elias says he's seen that, and so don't be offended. Um, that's when you just, got half a face. People are doing that anyway. It doesn't matter what. It's <laughs> true. You notice that a lot in Lima, actually. Every yeah. every time. Oh,
5: yes,
4: everyone's so religious around me. It's crazy. <laughs> um, you know, Perhaps, yeah. Yeah. on the trip, like. Uh,
0: Sleep. So, what's your theory, Fräulein Sauer?
2: <laughs> Are you talking to me?
0: <laughs> what is the, the pronunciation thing? Sauer, it was, it was never much good. Frau
2: yes. Lein. Frau Lein? Frau? Wow. Frau? Brow? <laughs> German is our third language. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're saying something in German. You're, yes. you're like making fun of my scowl or something.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. Frown, frown lines. lines. Yeah, frown, frown, frown lines, lines
0: sour. So, This is how I remember. It's a mnemonic device I use to remember German words. You Americans
2: uh, um, are just crazy. Wow. <laughs> now, for our,
0: I'm, all, I'm curious about your theory about what it was we saw
2: what the, what the mean, devil was
0: that thing that slithered out of that man?
2: It was a giant maggot. was <sighs> a giant maggot. Well, she maybe says it a little quiet and she's like leaning. She doesn't know like <laughs> The driver looks. What the driver? <laughs> can understand. Just looks and goes- just a so sir. Um Do you take this this drive often? No. 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 Do you, talk, do you talk a lot? Do you know English?
6: Mm, no.
2: No? It was definitely a giant maggot.
0: I regret to say that I've seen of my fair share in my time. I never known one to grow to that particular
2: size. I mean, I, I saw them in... When I looked into the mask, the mirror, also, the maggots. What? Yeah.
0: I saw you reel for a moment when you, when you looked at that thing. Frau. Oh,
2: I didn't tell you. Fräulein. Never mind. Am I pronouncing it wildly <laughs> incorrectly?
1: That's not how they say it in Germany.
2: This is not how we say it in Germany, but, you know... Um,
1: Close. <laughs> I love that you thought he was calling you Sour Frown Lines. Yeah, I
5: yeah. thought
2: <laughs> my, my last name was Sour it. too.
1: <laughs> it's not the not the first, not the worst culture clash I've had with the Bosch. <laughs> no. Yeah, you have you Bosch. told them what you saw in this mirror?
2: Yeah, yeah. I imagine I told you at least at the bar when we were talking and filling sure. in Carter. Um yeah.
1: But you now you're making the connection maggots. You said maggot and you're like, actually, I then there were the maggots I saw in the mirror as well.
2: Just this thing that I I cannot place yet is the blood orgies. Just was was it the mask? Was that me? Was that me projecting onto the mask? What do you think?
5: Not. I don't speak English. Oh, not me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, let's hear your
5: theory. No, I don't understand.
2: Driver, driver, what do you think about blood orgies?
5: I do not understand this sad-looking,
4: frown-lined woman. <laughs>
1: <on her> <laughs>
4: <face>. <laughs> <laughs> In the other truck, Carter's turns <laughs> to is like, I bet you they're not talking about shit up there. I bet you that truck is boring (laughs) as well.
2: They don't have the heroin. You know, is this one time (laughs) in Berlin? There, there was no blood involved. But never mind. Anyway, I just cannot place as a blood orgy.
0: I'm. Can I tell you, Troy? I just rolled, rolled a psychology, and I rolled a fourteen. Which is four above my my uh, my my actual skill. So I'm just going to go ahead and foolishly spend the luck <laughs> to get under it to make my so so. I will attempt to actually like so Villiers like. Oh, uh, Frau, I Think maybe when you. Looked in that thing. It was, it's it's what, what you might call a fearful trigger. Hmm? Your mind is telling you what you're afraid of. You'd seen a horrible thing come out of that man, and you saw it again there. As for this, um, bloody orgy... Uh,
6: well,
0: I don't... I can't say I know where that comes from, except to say that, um... Uh human desire is a great mystery and perhaps uh, it's showing you something some
2: uh you think I dream while I'm I'm awake
0: it's perhaps less common, uncommon than you might think I, I think we fool ourselves into seeing all sorts of things and this is what explains most of the hung bugs in the world that you hear talked of these days
2: Have you never seen anything weird before?
0: I've seen a great many weird things in my time, Frau Lanzar. (laughs) And not one of them needed a vampire, a devil, or a god to explain them.
2: Well, I saw what I saw. The reasoning, I'm not too sure. But... I don't know. I really hope De Mendoza doesn't meet up with us.
1: I certainly hope yeah. so as well. Yeah, very
0: strange. In the meantime, I might keep my eyes on you, since that's the sort of vision that I think came from your own mind.
2: <laughs> so keep your eyes on me. <laughs> well, make sure to give you something to look at.
0: <laughs>
1: and you can see him just like like looking at you quizzically throughout the rest most of this journey. And the driver is the most sane person in that truck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, maybe you've shared some of this with Elias, and Elias maybe brings it up uh, in the other truck and says uh, this this vision that your friend had. It's very very strange. I. I feel like I'm being... Taken on a journey I wasn't expecting. Um, you know... There are... I have read of cults... Performing... Uh, you know... Using... Mixing sex and death. Um, I, I don't know what is going on here. Um, but I think we're going to find out a lot... Once we get to this pyramid... Um, and you continue on your journey and uh, eventually as you start to, like maybe around day two of this um, the altitude starts getting to you Um, you have to get adjusted because you're going up into the mountains, the climate's a little better Lima was hot and sticky, here it's cool and really cold at night Uh, but the altitude's getting to you so uh, everybody give me a con check uh, to try and uh, avoid getting altitude sickness
3: Ooh, oh jeez, okay. oh con is good. All right, all right, nice. I rolled a fifty under eighty.
1: All right, so you're you're good. Um, what about uh, Carter? Yeah, I rolled a thirty-two under <coughs> seventy. Oh great! No altitude sickness for you. Uh, Frown line sour.
2: I am good. Uh, Thirty-one under sixty.
1: You guys are rolling rocks. Ross, are you sick? I'm sick as hell, baby. I rolled 65 over 50. Oh, you got some altitude sickness. Uh, I'll tell you what this means. It's like, until you adjust to the altitude, Uh, any physical check you make is going to take a penalty die uh, because you're just like a little heady. Um, Mm -hmm. But tomorrow you'll get another chance to adjust, and it might be when you get into town. You could ask the locals, like, if this really is bothering you. Like, can I... Is there any way I can avoid this? Here, uh, have some heroin. Here, try, yeah. <laughs> you no, know, they say a little heroin. Will just rub it right on your eyes. Ah, the popping, nature's cure all. Um so you you may notice, uh, Margot, or you may not, because you're weird. Uh, that Vaughn seems a little seems a little sick. Um, he just got like he's yeah. very pale and uh I think look around the gills, right.
0: Yeah, and you probably, you maybe notice him, like, bringing out this little, like, just folded, stained piece of paper from his breast pocket and sort of, like, unfolding it and, like, looking at it, reading it and putting it back and almost, like, rubbing it almost for security.
2: Yeah, she turns around from the front seat. Maybe she's fine because she knows her limits and is sitting in the front seat and she's not carsick and she's prepared. I don't know She turns around She smacks you And she goes Fun Fun We're mm. almost there We're almost there Aren't you so excited Also yeah. look at this view We're so high up now This yes, is truly <laughs> The <laughs> monkey's up. The monkey's Eyebrows Yes cracking. Don't you think Yes Yes I'm sitting in the catbird seat <sighs> <laughs> The monkey's eyebrows
0: She's like sh- Trying to like Take a swig from a hip <laughs> flask To like Mm. Uh. <laughs> like Just clutching his head Which is pounding. She turns
2: to the driver She's like I'm going to teach you German So we can talk to each other
0: uh, Frown,
1: Fraun line,
2: fraun,
1: line. Hi. Fraun, line. <laughs> The driver Uses what little English he knows To say I can't wait till this drive is over uh, <laughs> And he eventually uh, Pulls in After three days time You get into Puno And it's It's uh, it's nice. It's actually nicer than you thought it was. It seems like a, uh, like a vacation spot. Um, but all the, the buildings are very modest except for, uh, the, you know, the church and, uh, the hotel uh but even the hotel like the nicest hotel in lima uh this is just like very very small you think that there's maybe six rooms in the whole place and uh larkin hops out and now larkin looks a little beat up um and you imagine if he has been using uh he had wasn't using on this three-day journey and so he's uh he looks a little rough, a little rough, kind of like he did at the end of dinner. And he's like, well, I, this, this is, uh, this is it. We were, we're halfway to our destination. I don't know about you, but I am, uh, I am exhausted, uh, from, from that road journey. And, uh, I, uh, I am just going to check us all in and, uh, call it a night. Obviously, you're free to do, uh, whatever you like. Although, uh, having spent some time here, uh, I can tell you this is not a place to go, uh, bouncing around I would stay in the hotel uh there's this food and uh drink I just wouldn't uh wouldn't wander here at night uh it's a a bit lawless uh when, when compared to Lima uh but I'll check you all in and you can just go get your rooms and uh tomorrow we will get up bright and early uh and we will begin our trek uh to the, the Pyramid. Actually, we'll, we'll, we'll probably have to leave in the late afternoon, so you'll have some time to yourself uh, during the day. Just please uh, meet me by uh, 2 o'clock-ish. Um, I'm going to go uh, in the morning and gather all uh, the, uh, the the pack animals that we'll need and just the rest of the supplies. So 2, 2, 2.30 at the latest, and we'll, 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 uh, we'll head out there.
3: I hope you feel better. And she kind of gives like a... Very not subtle wink. At him as
1: <laughs> Thank you.
3: <laughs> and then slowly backs away <laughs> without turning her back towards him.
1: Thank you. And you see him go in the hotel and he's just talking to the woman and looking over his shoulder at you guys and, and talking some more and then uh, he just waves and gives the motion like you you guys are all set when you want. Um, the drivers uh Pull in and and begin like unloading the supplies and whatnot. And uh, Jackson comes over to you and is like, uh, he's not wrong saying that this area isn't the safest, but I know people here. I think we'll be fine. And if he wants to leave at two thirty tomorrow, I say we go. Speak with Nyara now. It's still early." I'm. I'm not surprised hearing what you said that he wants to turn in. I think he's probably going to go ride the dragon. But for now, I say we use this time to uh, speak with my friend, and you can ask any questions uh, you have. So
3: capital well, idea
1: let's 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 go. And uh, so he takes you uh, outside of the city. On foot, it's a little bit of a walk. Um, and you do, uh, Carter and Vaughn get dirty looks uh, from everyone you walk by. Uh, some of the older people like stepping back in shock, they're just afraid that you are Carter Siri. Um, other people just give all of you looks because they know you're not from here and they're not used to seeing uh, foreigners. Uh, so he takes you to uh, this area up in the hills just above Puno and goes up to a house and knocks there's no answer he knocks again still no answer and then there's a small little hut next door and a a neighbor pops his head out and like waves at Jackson and, and he waves at the guy clearly they know each other and he gives you the I'll be right back goes over and speaks to the guy and the guy's like pointing and and talk while he talks to jackson and jackson's talking to him in spanish so none of you know what he's saying but uh he comes back as the neighbor goes back into his house and he says i uh i i'd be lying if i wasn't uh concerned this may have happened but uh when I, when I first came here and began, uh, you know, getting to know the area, getting to know some of the locals, and I, I, I met uh, this Yatiri, as they call them, uh, healer, wise woman, Nayara. Um, she became paranoid as we kept talking that someone was watching her. Every time we would meet, she was always looking over her shoulder. She believed it was the Siri because we were speaking of the Siri, And so... She thinks that just by mentioning them That they're gonna know And uh Now I feel like a fool Dismissing her fears so callously Having seen what happened to Professor Sanchez So I, I, I even ignored her paranoia But her, her neighbor Her friend who, I, who I've met uh, He said she, she has moved on From here and she's staying with Friends on uh, one of the uh, Floating islands of Lake Titicaca I'm going to leave it up to you. I believe we could get there tonight. It is still early. And, uh... She would show us wonderful hospitality. We'll find out everything we need to know and then sneak back to the hotel in the morning and Larkin won't be any the wiser. The other option is we go back to the hotel and we never speak to her. Um... I feel like it would be worth it. But I... I want you to feel comfortable with the decision as well. Um, this would be a, a, a little bit of a trek. We'll get there by by nightfall, but I, I, I feel very close to this woman, and I feel like she would welcome us with open arms.
2: Do you think like we this- should send some people and keep some behind? Like, is there anything else? Because th- this would take up all of our time here. Is there anything else we would want to do here?
1: I, I mean... That's up to you. Uh, Elias seems to think like, we're good. Um, better that De Mendoza isn't here. Um, the only wild card right now is Larkin. But it's gonna be, as far as you know, the five of you and Larkin making the rest of this journey. Larkin has already said if there's any supplies you need to get, buy them. He'll give you a receipt, but you guys are pretty loaded. You've got your weapons now, just in case you need them. Uh, you've got your heroin. Um, you're pretty much set. What else do you need uh, when you're in Peru?
4: Have H. Trap?
6: <laughs> yep. Um, so, yeah,
4: Carter's yeah. Carter's down to uh, I feel like the more we know,
3: the better. Yeah. always, she has to know as a general, mm-hmm. that's her. That's her thing. So, I don't think she would ever pass up the opportunity to meet her yeah. and find out.
0: I think at this moment, every time Vaughn is still, the headache starts to grow from the altitude. He's like, just keep it moving, uh, fresh air and all. Can't seem to get enough breath.
4: Yes, you okay, let's go. there, V. You need a little nip of that. That smack we got. <laughs> Maybe you know what you know. What's helped me in the past? is you,
0: you, church, but you
4: put a little you put a little dab on your fingernail, and I know mm-hmm. it's liquid. It's not going to stay there long. Just give it a just give it a quick boop, 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 two, stick it in your belly button and swirl it just, around. That's yeah, it'll back get there eventually. Yep. Yeah, yeah eye drops. Just, oh. just putting on different ah, parts of your body. My blood. Just, something's going to absorb it cool. at some point. All these into consideration in
3: the ears.
4: Mm. So you give right. on various
5: membranes? Okay. Yes. So you all give the, uh, the
1: obviously paranoid vet horrible advice, um, and then head off with Elias towards Lake Titicaca, um, the neighbor said that she is staying on one of the small islands there, um... Elias knows his way around. So he takes you on these dirt roads. Uh, the sun's starting to set. He's like, we, we need to move with haste. I'd like to get there before the, the sun sets. And he's, he's all jazzed up. This is like, this is his adventure. Um, he's like, well, Mr. Mr. Tillinghas, perhaps I will get back into fiction. I feel like a, I feel like a real adventurer now doing this, the nighttime,
4: uh, romp. Into Lake yeah. Titicaca, perhaps yeah. you're to something. Plus, plus, it's the 20s. You get a way to write the word tid in without getting censored.
5: That's always fun.
4: Just That's keep always talking fun. about this lake.
5: Yes, yes, I shall. I shall name it that. the the the, the mystery of Lake Titicaca.
4: I knew. Come. I knew you were going to come around. You can write the nonfiction too. You can be, have a foot in both worlds. You know what I mean? But there's a there's an appetite for this.
1: I, and I am in my appetite for it is growing. And it is for you four as well. This is great. I'm glad you're all here. Come. It's getting late. And he takes you there and there's a dock and he talks to the uh, guy on the dock and he's, you can tell he's bartering to try and use his boat to get across. Um, and the guy is haggling with him and finally he agrees he'll row you across, uh, to this island where, uh, he believes Nayara to be. Um, so you hop in the boat. Everybody roll a spot hidden. Ooh.
2: Nope. I
3: rolled something good. I just don't know what I. What, where is my.
2: Okay. I rolled don't 50. know.
3: under 75.
1: <clears throat> okay, that's spot a regular not success.
3: Spot hidden. I rolled a 16 under 75. Dang. That is.
1: is that oh, extreme? No.
3: Shoot. It's not. It was like one point off from an extreme.
1: But it's hard. A hard success. Yeah. yeah, hard
4: success. Great. Uh Rob? Uh, I rolled a hundred again. <gasps> uh that's a that's a bumble, a stumble that's bumble. A, that's a fumble, <laughs> yeah. That would be a, a stumble it's bumble. A or a fumble. <laughs> uh the kids call them stumble bumbles, two hundreds yeah, you... in one session that really amounted to not a not a lot.
2: It's because you put the heroin in your eyes.
4: Mm. It's like, <laughs> I can't see shit. Clouded your vision. <laughs> I only see my own irises. It's weird. Well,
1: You can see from the inside. Those those of you who passed, um, as you get to the dock, there's more people around, okay? Um, It's a little, like, small village within the city. And uh, you all get the feeling that you're being watched. You didn't have this feeling at all. You felt like you were getting dirty looks, but as you get here... You just feel like every time you look like somebody's staring at you, but you're not sure. You get onto the boat and you start to take off and you're floating out in the water and Feirouz, you just see like a a middle-aged woman with a young boy just staring at you. I
5: just kind of
1: nudge
3: well uh i guess since rob can't see
1: <laughs> you nudge know, his bad eye his bad side
3: okay. i'm gonna nudge I'm gonna nudge marco
2: just do you, uh, do you see that she like darts around very conspicuously i guess and do, do and i get the I, feeling like, oh i'm sorry go ahead no i was just gonna say and then i guess on am Yes, he's the people. Is
3: this this like a, what are these foreigners doing here, Stare? Or is this like a creepy?
2: Well, you all got that
1: sense of like people were watching you. And you did get those dirty looks. And even you got those dirty looks. Obviously, Carter and Vaughn got worse looks, uh, more superstitious looks. But this moment, as the boat's taking off, you're kind of looking at uh, all the people milling about. And you just see this woman and this little boy just staring at you. Like, they they got caught staring. And it's something, just very unsettling feeling. Watching Hmm. all of you. And then they turn away and disappear into the
4: little village.
3: What was that all about?
4: What? (laughs) (laughs) You fall off the boat and drown. (laughs) I drown. (laughs) I can't see my own arms to swim.
2: We are... Like quite the, the gaggle of uh, individuals. That's true. We were getting
3: stares earlier. Just something very unsettling about that. Mm. That child should have been in bed hours ago.
2: That's <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed.
5: <laughs> <laughs> that is definitely what is, is creepy about that. <laughs> 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 You just
0: float along. Your youth is when sleep is most important.
1: <laughs> you float along the water, and, and you're making good speed. This guy's a pro. You travel for about two miles. Um, and you see all these little islands within Lake Titicaca. And uh, there's all the islands, the the larger ones, have little villages within the islands as well small huts very very uh, mundane but people milling about and they're watching you as well so it's kind of like it's got this apocalypse now kind of vibe you're just like going through and seeing all these little almost look like tribes watching you and eventually you make a landing at a small island that has maybe nine huts and as you get off the boat you notice there's like a lot of people um packed in to these very small huts um families with several children um men women young old um and they all kind of get up and walk towards the boat as you are all disembarking and uh, uh Elias gives you a, a, a hand as if said let me let me handle this um and he walks up to speak. And as he does, the, uh, guy on the paddle boat just fucking turns around and leaves you there as was planned. He's not spending the night and Elias speaks to them in Spanish. And you hear him say Nayara's name, uh, and, uh, a middle-aged, uh, woman, well, maybe, uh, fifties, early fifties, um, Points to a small hut that's like in just off the center of where all the huts are gathered. So Elias gives you the come, come with me, and uh, you just walk through this crowd of people, and they they barely move to let you go by. They're they're looking at you, just like what is going on here? Who are you people? And Elias walks up to the hut and enters and right behind him you come in and you see this old old woman with like uh, white hair just sitting on the uh, the dirt floor of this small hut there's a bed uh, there is a, a table with a like a shrine on it it's burning some sort of incense uh, and she's just sitting on the floor and she sees Elias and, and her face just lights up uh, and, and she goes to get up to hug him but he, he waves her off and, and, and hugs her instead um, and then he's in Spanish he, you can tell he's introducing you he's like these are my friends these are friends they come uh, in peace to, to learn of your, of your wisdom um, we have many questions um, may we sit and she says, yes, yes, yes. I'll, uh, I'll reveal uh, what she looks like on the, uh, roll 20 so you can see. Oh. It's about mid-70s, uh, wrinkled, bright, lively eyes, though, even though she looks, uh, very old and like she's she's seen some shit. Uh, she laughs. She's got like an infectious laugh. Jackson says something to her funny, and she just <laughs> um, and he says I'll I'll uh I'll speak to her and uh, and then translate what she says. But I'll imagine that you can uh, hear her voice, so he's not just doing that this role play where I just say something in Spanish and then have him translate. No, no, I think that's how this should go <laughs> well uh, here you all have this was just like Pathfinder would be like you can all comprehend languages mm-hmm. um, she first says ah and and she uh, reaches behind her uh, to where this, there's this bag and uh, she offers something to uh, Jackson to give to you Carter um, like food, and oh, then hands them out to all of you. It's oh. a, it's just like
4: it looks like jerky, and this is um, this is uh, something that we eat. Is that oh yeah yes. Yes. okay right. If she Should wants we do to it now? us
2: now or yes. So,
4: <laughs>
5: yes, 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 yes yes yes
0: yes yes. I suppose it would be uh, rude. As a a guest, grass, grass,
2: grass, yes. To to decline, I just give a little nod
1: and Mm -hmm. yeah, take a little bite down down the hatch, and you you start chewing on it, and it's it's just dried wood, (laughs) and she just starts slapping her knee and laughing, (laughs) (laughs) and Jackson's laughing too because he got her once, uh, she got him once with the old dried wood jerky bit, and she's just. (laughs) She's like choking. She's laughing so hard, uh, and she's uh, <laughs> just just crying and laughing. And he's like, I mean, "She's she's she's a she's a trickster. She gets a real kick out of this. Just just go with it. Don't need any more of that, though. It's 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 toxic. I, I like this dame. She's cool. Mm-hmm. And he asks her a question, and she says,
5: uh, "I know." an old story about how
1: a a ancient and evil god fell from
5: the sky and landed here in Lake Titicaca. It crawled out and brought hunger with it, devouring all that it touched. The trickster hero, Ekeko, told the evil god where the most nutritious food
1: could be found underground, showing it tubers and grubs. Ekeko convinced the god from the sky, tempted by the food, to crawl into an old armadillo burrow. He then placed stones over the burrow, trapping the god down below. Ekeko then returned to his people,
5: and told them that this was now a sacred site and they should go and build a temple over it. And he bound that temple in place with spells worked in gold. The god from the sky still lives under the temple to this day and those who know of it are wise enough to know to avoid its tomb. All of us here in Puno do not go near, but we also never forget. This place is the pyramid that you seek.
1: And Jackson just shakes his head and says to you and then translate to her as well he's like I I had always been quick to dismiss the more
5: fanciful aspects of Nayara's stories when we first met but now I wonder how much truth there is in her myths
4: what questions do you have for her honestly I heard gold and then I'm assuming everything after that was just nothing threatening or terrifying at all. So I'm good. I just hear there's gold. And you heard the Spanish word for gold. Yeah. I've learned that in my time here. It doesn't take me long. Hmm.
2: I feel like I want to ask about the vision from the mirror mask. In a way that won't freak her out Potentially
1: Okay How do you word it to Jackson To translate to her
2: Um So I'm thinking Jackson already knows Because we talked about it at the bar Um So I just say like I want to Like all of this seems connecting with like this evil god And with the grubs underground And like seeing the maggot And that Guy and then seeing the maggots in the vision, and then there's these pieces that don't have any connection yet, like the blood orgies and the dancing. Well, did the maggots um, seem like the worm that we saw
3: in your vision?
1: It was a similarity to them, for sure. Yeah, it's hard to say, oh, those were exactly it, but it, 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 it seems too convenient that you're fighting this gross-looking, slithery, larvae-like maggot, and you saw Uh, An explosion of maggots in your dream
2: Yeah Just Like I feel wary about saying that like We saw a golden mask And we looked into it because also Like the treasure from that place With it being sacred
1: Yeah You don't know maybe somebody stole that from there But like at the same time if anyone's gonna believe A story like that it's her She just told you uh, that they believe in god trapped another god and they built a temple over it bound the god in place and spells worked from gold and now no one goes near there and that's the pyramid you seek so I think if anyone's gonna be hip to what you're throwing down it's her
2: I guess just like tell her that and that we saw it in a golden mirror mask and can you elaborate more maybe
1: she closes her eyes, as Elias translates this, and her eyes
5: pop open wide. I have seen the same things in my dreams as well. Perhaps these maggots come from the god who sleeps beneath the temple. Perhaps this pyramid is the same one from your vision. Maggots feed off the dead. I pray that you keep your life so they do not feed off of you.
3: Do you think she would know anything about the gold that we saw and that was written in the in the journal?
1: Um maybe Jackson. Says, should I show her the, the, the piece that I took yes yeah she she holds it takes it from him
5: and she's like this this is part of something greater perhaps this was part of the Ward that held the garden place. If so, it must be returned. It must be returned for. If the seal was broken, he could get out. And then he just. She quickly hands it back to Elias, like she doesn't even want to touch it. What? And
0: what does all this have to do with those Karasiri chaps? Are they connected to this subterranean god from the stars?
5: He mentions the Karasiri. She says, Karasiri. Karasiri comes from the words we use for carving something up with a knife. The Karasiri. Unknown all over from Peru to Bolivia and beyond although their names change from region to region they say the Siri is a man like you points at Yuvon white man with a wide brimmed hat he walks at night with a long knife that he uses to butcher people and steal their body fat. Sometimes they say they use drugs to extract their fat, or magic, or strange tools, leaving their victims to die slow, lingering deaths. The stories I have heard firsthand tell of a Cariceri who sucks the fat out with his mouth. Ooh like some kind of human leech.
0: And I'm looking now at uh at Margot's as, as we're hearing that.
2: I have a photo of Trinidad. I took a picture. I don't know if Lima had anywhere for me to develop it.
1: <laughs> uh yeah, I mean, I would say this is your jam. This is your expertise. You're an artist. You, you, you deal with this stuff. I think you do have something you could show her.
2: I sh- yeah. show the photo like this?
5: She says, yes, I have seen many who have looked just like that. Perhaps... Perhaps you are in danger. If you have come across Carisiri, They are watching you. And it is only a matter of time... Before they try to take you as well. There are some who believe that it was the Conquistadors... The Conquistadors who brought the Carisiri with them and then used them, used the fat that they stole to grease their weapons. Some would say that the Conquistador priests would use the stolen fat as holy oil for offerings to their dark gods. All I know is they are real and they see all.
3: Is there any way to protect yourself against these things?
5: Act first. Do not travel alone at night. And always burn the bodies. But... In my experience... Those who encounter Karisiri... Do not live to tell.
0: well that's encouraging
5: <laughs> Jackson says I
1: if there's nothing else uh, Naira can can my friends and I uh, spend spend the night here it would be good to see you uh, once more and, and I want to speak with you uh, they found this journal and uh we, we are heading in the direction of the pyramid we have someone with us who says he knows where it is but
5: all of us are unsure if he can be trusted do you think based on your knowledge in this you could give us an approximation of where this
1: is and she just very she gives the kind of nod that is like I don't want you to go there because you won't return but
4: if that's what you want, I can help. Well, it sounds like we have to, uh, unfortunately, return some of the gold to the temple instead of going there and uh, removing it. Um, so I think that should be hopefully incentive enough for her. And Jackson is like, yes, yes.
5: It, if what she's saying is true, then returning that will be important. but we're all going to do just fine without going against customs here anyway we should we should let
1: her rest um, and you can see she's weary from even like talking about this and seeing the yes, picture sir. of Trinidad So, thank
0: you
5: for your time thank, thanks for the wood hmm. thanks, good one. For, thanks for the dried wood jerky you trickster
1: and, uh, Elias, uh, maybe her, one of her daughters or, cousins comes and, and offers you, uh, space. Wouldn't have been as nice as the hotel, but there are, there are beds that you can sleep in. Um, there's a, a, a hut for, uh, the women and a hut for the men. Um, so Jackson will, uh, stay with Carter and Vaughn and Margo and, uh, Ferus are given their own quarters as well, and you're just sitting in these rudimentary huts on an island in the middle of Lake Titicaca.
4: Carter's like'm I'm, I'm having some I'm having some trouble um I'm having some trouble finding the sink and um, the toilet. is there it must be it there's there's a toilet hut. They point to some bushes. Ah shit. I mean yes. Yeah. Yes, uh, that's exactly what's those potatoes I ate three days ago. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Am I the only one who feels as though his head's been given a once over with a croquet mallet?
3: God. Yes.
0: Ever since we came up here. <laughs> yeah. Poor
1: vaughn has got the altitude sickness.
2: <laughs> and eating wood.
1: And eating wood. That didn't. That didn't help at all. No. Um. I
2: feel like Margot's excited to be with Feyruz because talking with Carter and Vaughn, they try to write off everything as, like, hocus-pocus. And I feel like Margot, like, doesn't fully believe every single thing she's hearing, but, like, also knows what she saw, knows what she has a photo of, and is, like, starting to put pieces together, maybe. I don't know if they're supposed to fit there, but, like, like, saying, like, what is with this, um, this, this expedition where we are on to... Like gets this gold, but then we keep hearing that the, the gold is what is protecting everyone from this the sky god. I don't know. Maybe I expect... like what, what if this is all true, and they want us to take the gold off to release this god, and then the world ends. <laughs> well,
3: it would seem if anything bad was happening, it's already happening. <sighs> I feel like we're in the middle of it. And I just wish I knew what I'd my, my entire life trying to decipher what these things mean. And the fact that I can't tell what this thing means yet is just driving me mad. Here, I'll show you. And I start, like, flipping through. I bring out, like, my mom's journal. Look at this. And, like, I, I start flipping through just rudimentally. And it, as you progress, it just gets more and more rambly, and then it just becomes indecisive and then it just becomes symbols this had to have been something I still can't find out what this means did you write this? no no it belonged to my mother oh but I spent my entire life trying to figure out what these sort of things if there's a code for something what it all means how it connects to everything And the fact that I can't figure out what this means and that everybody just speaks in hushed tones about it and strange devil men are trying to kiss you and then implant worms
2: into your insides, (laughs) as they all do. It is very frustrating having all of this happen in front of us, in front of our very eyes and have it all just washed away as myths and fairy tales. The poor Trinidad. They're going to cover up
3: her entire reason for for dying, and then she'll never get a proper...
2: I don't know.
1: Yeah, they're going to be looking for some, some regular murderer somewhere.
6: Yeah.
3: There has to be a reason.
1: Eventually... You guys get tired Um, The road journey Left you weary And you know that uh, The rest of your journey To the pyramid site Assuming it exists Is going to be Nights out Under the stars In maybe even less Comfortable places Like you are now So you Eventually all Fall asleep And you're just troubled by these ghost stories of that Ny'ara told. Stories of the gods fighting each other and wondering how much truth there is to this just leaves you all wracked with nightmares. Imagine Margot having this dream of, like, being in an art gallery and there's a bunch of people standing around a painting... One of your, and you know it's one of your paintings, and they're all like uh, talking about it, and, and and giving their opinions on it, and you just slowly walk up, seeing them giving their opinions, and then you turn to look at the painting, and the painting is just a ten foot tall canvas covered in writhing maggots. Ew.
2: Ugh. Yep, that would definitely be awful. Awful dream.
1: And Fay Ruse, maybe you have this nightmare where you're like walking down a hallway looking for your mother, and there's just doors, and you're opening one door, and she's not there. And then you walk up and you open the other one, and you just hear your footsteps don't quite match the speed with which you're walking so the echoes of the footsteps are louder and out of sync with your actual footsteps and then finally you get to the last door and you push it open and you see your mother standing from behind and then she just turns to look at you with her arms outstretched and instead of a face she just has this long larva like the one that attached to your face and it reaches out toward you Carter, you have a nightmare where you wake up in bed and you're inside that hut. But you aren't. You're somewhere else. And there's a mirror nearby, and you look in the mirror, and your face is whole again. And you hear a sound outside, and you walk in the direction of that sound and you see that all of Lake Titicaca is on fire and then Vaughn you have a nightmare of being back in a foxhole somewhere and you're you're trying to load your gun and 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 your your sergeant or your commander is like yelling at you and you just hear sounds of bullets and you're you're trying to get it together trying to get it together and then suddenly the the gun starts to like melt onto your hands and it starts burning your skin and you see your skin melting into the gun as well and it starts traveling up your arms and then you feel it throbbing in your head a pain worse than the altitude sickness And then all of you awake to the sounds of screaming. And you've been having nightmares all night, but you wake up and you look over and Carter, you see Vaughn, Margot, you see Fay Ruse, and you all hear screaming coming from outside your hut.
4: What do you do? Pop up, run to the flap.
3: I run towards it. But, yeah. uh, you know, weapons. Pistol. <laughs> yeah, I grabbed a
4: machete. Is it, is it one scream or is
1: it like many people? Multi- it sounds like uh, 20 people are screaming. Uh, it's blood-curdling screams and yelling. Machete. Knife. Two guns. Elias gets up as well. And you go outside and you look outside of the hut. And you see the bodies of several of the villagers just lying Uh, eviscerated on the ground, men, women, children. Some of them are fighting with some other people and so you can't quite tell it's like you're in this haze of like who is who is attacking who because you didn't even get a chance to meet all these people and know who's who uh, and 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 all of the bodies on the ground have massive holes on them that are just mm. pouring out blood and the blood is pooling onto the ground and rolling all the way into the lake mm-hmm. and then your huts were right next to each other you see stepping out into the moonlight in front of you. That middle-aged woman... And that young boy... That ah. Theroux saw on the docks... Except something is very wrong with them... Because... Their mouths aren't normal mouths. Their mouths have extended outward into a huge circles with a double oh. row of ring teeth around the circumference and a long tongue that's sticking out and they go to
5: attack you guys. Oh. And we'll see you next week. <laughs> uh. Uh.
2: No, I don't like it. I don't like long it. I don't like it one. Tongue. Bit.
4: That's oh. what we do in Chaos Towns. It's amazing. Thanks for listening to the Glass Cannon Network. For more podcasts and live streams, visit Glasscannonnetwork.com. And for exclusive shows and content you can't find anywhere else, subscribe today at patreon.com slash Glasscannon.